Greetings listeners and welcome to another episode of The Story Never Ends, the podcast where we reread our favourite books and watch their adaptations. I'm Audrey. And I'm Tinashe. And last episode we discussed the film adaptation of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which is the first in in the series of Harry Potter films. In this episode we discussed the second book, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We will touch on what we liked, what we didn't like, what surprised us and some extra little things we think are worthy of mentioning. But before we dive in, Tanasha, can you give our listeners a refresher of the plot of Chamber of Secrets? The summary is as follows. Harry Potter receives an ominous warning from a house elf, house elf at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. If he returns to the school at the end of summer, terrible things will happen, but return Harry must. His second year begins with a new defense against the Dark Arts teacher, Quidditch training and the intensification of old rivalries. Then the warning starts to ring true. As mysterious words are dubbed on a wall, students are tugged and Ron's sister Jeannie disappears. And so the search for Salazar Slytherin's hair begins, with the mystery pointing Harry to a clandestine chamber and deadly creature at its heart. Awesome, we got through that in one sitting, guys. <laughs> you don't know we've been struggling. <laughs> but now let's dive in to our breakdown. So what are our general thoughts on the book? I'll start with you, Tinashe. I'll just say that I've laughed a lot with mm-hmm. this book. Mm-hmm. Cackled. Like yep, yep. At some points I had to stop reading because I'm like, I did not expect that. You know? <laughs> I know. And I know. I, at, at some points I was going to text you or, you know, call you and say, you know, was this book mm-hmm, as funny mm-hmm. as, as as we read it before, like yeah, in the past? Yeah. Like, and I don't think so. I, I don't know if it's because I'm older and I understand things a bit differently. Yeah, yeah. But I really found this book funny. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well, more than I expected. Because I think I've always, whenever I rank the Harry Potter books, Chamber of Secrets probably comes somewhere just there at the building. Not that there's any particular like order of like, that's the better book or that's the least favorite. But it's more like, Chamber has never really stuck out to me as much, besides maybe the Tom Riddle stuff and um, everybody getting petrified. So yeah. going back and like she reading the lines, I was like, oh my God, this is definitely <laughs> funny. And yeah. then just I loved how, I guess for me to just finish my breakdown, before, I mean my general thoughts before I go back to you, I just loved how JKR was falling back on Philosopher's Stone in terms of like reminding us about the world, but without doing it like in a repetitive way. Like yeah, you have yeah, reminders yeah. of like there are muggle bones in this world, but they're not, it's not done in a, there are muggle bones in this world. It's like Colin Creevy comes in and he's like, oh my God, you know, my dad, he's not a muggle. I mean, my dad was like, take all these pictures and I'm learning how to like make them move. And you're like, oh, he's a muggle born. That's yeah, why he doesn't yeah, know yeah. about the world. So yeah. she has all these callbacks to like yeah. that. It's not like she's like, just plucking yes, the same yes, story, yes, the yes, same lines yeah. from the first book yeah, into the yeah. second she's, book. She found a really smart way to do it. And also expanding the world. I'm going to touch on that a oh, lot more absolutely. later. The world building in this book. Yes, yes and, it's done very well. And you saying that reminds me of the fact that she's got these Easter eggs in mm, there foreshadowing mm. the things. Yes, that we're going yes. to discuss more it just, about it. Yeah, like, but yeah. just these Easter eggs. And I'm like, oh my God, this is when she first mentioned this. Yes, but then we don't exactly. even... We don't even have uh, these these things are not even discussed in the next book yes, at, at yeah, all. Like yeah, maybe yeah. we get to them in the fifth or sixth. Yes, books. exactly, oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. And like yeah. just the, like what you're saying, the the fact that she can pepper through all these like little tidbits that yeah. just lead you. Th- but like her, her plot is not it's not too complex for kids, but it's not too boring for adults either. You're still trying yeah, to figure yeah. out what's going on as well and as, as an adult. So I love that as well. And then. Like I keep saying with JK, the setup 
for the future, like you said, with the Easter eggs. I always love the setup. I'm like, yes, this is why I love the books better than the movies. <laughs> Part of the chapter when um, they get to Dagon Ali, but yeah. Harry accidentally gets to Nocturne Ali yes. and into Bogan and Bex. I'm like, oh my God, no, that thing. No, that thing is there. Oh my God. The vanishing cabinet. Oh, that comes the back. The hand of glory as well. That the, comes back later oh, in wow. the book. The fact that like, like is it legitimacy and yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yes. hinted at because yes, he's talking yes. about Snape possibly reading his mind. You're like, there's actually another scene with Dumbledore like, towards the end yes. that I'm like, is he actually, because he asked yes. him a question that kind of triggers Harry to think about things. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, is Dumbledore reading his mind throughout this all, all this process? Watch, I didn't yeah. even think of it that way, but I, yeah. that is so true. Those yeah. little things, but you're not, they're not told to you then that that's no, me, no. mind reading but it's yeah. hinted at so then yeah just oh yeah, yeah. so those are pretty much we enjoy that's the why book, I, right? I think that's why rereading it again uh gives you like a different perspective because you know all these things that have happened yeah in the future yeah so now you're picking up the things that you missed yes definitely yeah. true it's connecting worth. the the dots like yep. yeah yep, it's yeah. definitely worth if you haven't reread the book to go back and reread the book so i guess we both enjoyed it we like absolutely found it funny so absolutely. i guess let's get into what did we like like potentially i mean um, picking out what we liked in the books. You can go first on that one. Well, we've already sort of discussed it. <laughs> no, but now these are like the but particular yes, points. Yes, yes. So the first time Harry, um, first time Harry uses the flu network. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So he's, I think he sneezes or something and says the wrong thing. And he ends up in Nocturne Alley. And this is the first time that's the world building again. Yep, yep. That's what we're seeing Nocturne Alley again. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. For the first time, I mean. And he lands into Bogan and Burks. And in Bogan and Burks, that's where he meets Lucius Malfoy for mm-hmm. the first time. Harry is, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Draco's father. Yep. And in the, in, in the shop, there's so many items that we let us see in the books for example, the Hand of Glory, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. Dra- Draco uses, like when he's in uh, those book Half Blood Prince. Oh, I think, okay. Yeah. Anyway. I'm trying yeah. to trigger. Sorry, my memory in Half Blood. I'm trying to remember, but yeah. Anyway, when we get to it, I'll remember it. Then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we also have the Vanishing Cupboard as well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That also Draco uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah in, true. In, in that, in that. Um, He's plot in, to in, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we yeah, get to the, yeah, the sixth yeah. book, we'll get to that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I guess for me, um, oh, if we're going to go back and forth then, but for me, the um, what I liked was, like I said before, the continued setup by JKR. And I mean this more than just like little Easter eggs, but f- um, within the book itself, she first, like, okay, let's talk about name dropping people. She name drops Man, um, Mandag. I cannot. I cannot say. I cannot say his name without sounding like a Shona person. Right. Mandag- right. <laughs> Mandangas Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, if you speak Shona, you'll know what we mean. It's the, the enunciation on the ND sound is very difficult to Mandagas? make. Mandangas? Yeah, it's very Fletcher? difficult to, to anglicize. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she, dropped, she name drops him. I'm really sad that the books did not pay much more attention to Mandang, uh, Mandang, uh, the Fletcher Ooh, guy, oh, the Fletcher yeah, guy yeah, than they yeah, did. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say about because I can't say his name. And then the expulsion. I love, like, in terms of setup, I love that she used the expulsion theme as a continuous thread. It started from the Philosopher's Stone and continued through in the sense that Hagrid, so expulsion is an expelling from being expelled from school. So Ah, when we first get a mention of Hagrid, he goes, 
oh, you know, something happened for me to leave Hogwarts. You know, yes, yes, like, what happened? Yes, yes. And then in the second book, literally everyone is scared of getting expelled. Yes. Ginny is scared of getting expelled. <laughs> Harry is scared of getting expelled. <laughs> Snape is threatening them with getting <laughs> expelled. Ron is, is getting threatened <laughs> yes, by his mom. Yes, yes. So it's like, I love that she has these themes that are just running through that are trivial, but they're actually really like big yeah, at the end of the yeah. day. And then the bones is a target plot as well. Like that's like set up that she does pretty well in terms of emphasizing Storylines with the Muggleborns, mm. you're Justin Fle- Finch Fletchley or whatever his name is. Her Justin name, Finch Fle- Fletchley. Her naming is crazy. <laughs> Colin Creevy, yeah, Hermione. You know the emphasis on the Muggles is really, really interesting. And also just Ginny being peppered through the book so that when she gets taken away, it's not like, oh, who's this character that got taken away? It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, Ginny yeah. has been in the like Harry kind of. Because the thing is, because it's from Harry's perspective in a way, but even though it's what did I call it again? That narrative when I. I can't remember, remember the, what, word, yeah, the word that I used, yeah, but yeah. because Harry is sort of seeing this world, he keeps sort of, Ginny's is in his periphery in a way. Yes. That, yes. But then she's not so much of a, you know, out there character. It's kind of the same with Neville that he's, in this book, he's yeah. sort of like in the background. Yeah. As yeah. much as Harry sees him mm-hmm. and what he's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, true. So, but then, yeah, yeah with Ginny then getting mm. taken away, it's kind of like, oh, it makes sense because she was there when certain things were happening and she was looking scared, but they yes. were, they couldn't figure it yes. out. Yeah, so yes. I just love the setup. That's my, one of my big likes about what JK did with this yeah. book. So yeah, you can. From my first on. like, I forgot to mention the necklace as well, the mm-hmm. opal mm-hmm. necklace, which oh, is yes. later used yes. in the book. Yes. Honestly, I was, oh my God, I missed that. God. Oh my God. <laughs> to go back to my book and look at that chapter what, is, what the hell it is actually page 44 if you're looking oh, for okay, it yeah, I okay. actually wrote a page with the necklace I'm like oh my god everything was in Bogan and Burks wow yes. JK yes. good on you man yes. Yes. <laughs> if I was a storyteller because what is surprising is how long the series is right but mm. then you like we're saying we, we're getting these easter eggs from the beginning of the story it's not like in the fourth book, she introduces things and they're like 100% no, new. No, no, it's like no, they've no. been touched on a little bit before that. That's, yeah. that's And that's the mark cool. of great storytelling that's that true. you're able to foreshadow these things. That's true. When I first read this, probably didn't even mean anything oh. to me. Nothing, <laughs> even yes. Especially now that you're talking yeah. about the necklace, I'm like, oh, yeah. that is, I didn't even pick that, yeah. that up. But so, that's interesting. Um, uh, yeah, so, another one. Sorry, the second thing I liked uh, was just Molly taking care of Harry. Actually, just the Weasley family. Taking care of Harry. Yes, yes. Like you yes, know how yes, I feel yes. about the Weasleys. Yes, after I'll all, just go to my point about the Weasleys too. Then, <laughs> <laughs> after all the fan fiction I've read, where they're actually portrayed as villains and stuff like that, but also wait, you you've read fan fiction where the Weasleys are villains? Yeah. What? Girl, I don't understand. I'm sorry, they're good. They're really good. What? <laughs> you have to recommend this at the end, by the way, if you can find them. But anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, so the fact so Harry is stuck uh, yeah, at, yeah. at at Privet Drive. Yeah, he he has well, Dobby has caused all these things to happen mm-hmm. for him to be now locked in his room. Yep, yep. his room is actually padlocked. They've put like a freaking um, <laughs> like like a, the dog whatever yes, thing, yes, the doggy yes, door. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Dog, yeah, so that they can just pass his milk through, so that he doesn't have like through this slot, mm-hmm. so that he doesn't even get the opportunity to leave his room. Yeah. His Hedwig is in there. She she might be pooping, and, yep. and you know it's smelling. Yep. The windows are also there's there's an iron grate yep. over the yep. window. Yep. And so because Dobby had been, um, I really want to get into Dobby later, but Dobby had been stealing this letter, his letters from Ron and Hermione. So Harry, um, 
So the Weasleys had heard from Harry for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. they still come out and Yeah, yeah. And they come out and rescue him. him. Um, the way um, the twins also, like even later in the books, you can see how the twins also are also protective of Harry. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love that. It's not just because Ron is his friend or yeah. Harry is his famous person, right? Yeah, yeah. They like him and mm, love him for mm. like just him as a person. That's so true. Yeah, yeah, That's so yeah. true. And so when they eventually rescue Harry and they go to... Um, the borrow and Harry is just Ron might be envious of like you know like the world this feels around that his family is missing mm-hmm. that his family doesn't have yeah. to provide them with yeah. maybe better things yeah. but Harry is envious of like the love yes. the, the warmth yes. the, 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 the care yes. just, the, just the general the family, attention yeah, yeah. the unity yeah. in the family yeah. and all that stuff he doesn't have that the clock on the wall, like mm-hmm. that shows where everybody is and what yeah. that kind of yeah. things there. Yeah. Th- th- those are the things he values, yeah. and he gets that from I those know, last know. month that he's there yeah, at, pre- at, 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 at the bar, and it's just beautiful. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I. I had the same point. I loved the Weasleys. I'm, I'm sort of reshuffling my order because you mentioned them, um, but for me the time that he spent with them, it's like a taste of this happy, fulfilled life that he could have had with yes, his parents. Yes, Because it, it brings me back to that picture that he finds later on in book five, I think, or is it book seven, when he goes into Sirius's bedroom and then he finds a picture of himself. It is more for book specific because it's never touched on in the movie, unfortunately. But he finds a picture of himself riding a broom and then later on he finds another half of that picture and it, it completes I think to show his dad and his mom playing with him or something so he's like sort of picturing how he, he was as a child and when he sees the Weasley family he's like this is the family life that I kind of want to be a part of and yeah. the chaos of their life I love the chaos of their family it's, yes. I mean yes. I couldn't live in that chaotic type of situation <laughs> but I love their family and their chaos I love Arthur's obsession with muggle things like yes. he's just obsessed with muggle things yes. oh my god and then Fred and George like what you were saying about them being protective but I love that they know how to unpick doors with freaking hairpins like they yeah, they yeah. like picked up a skill that's so muggle but they're like you know what we have to learn this that, because that, that shows them how different they are exactly. from the other like, like exactly. the Malfoy exactly family, they're, they're like, a bit more yeah, open yeah. and I don't know if you know this but later on I think it's touching they're called blood traders in the wizarding world they're not they're pure bloods but they're called blood traders because of the way they were more welcoming to muggleborns uh, yes but yeah. it's not in this book yeah, it's but not I in think this later, book. Yeah, later yeah, yeah, on but yeah, I just yeah, love that yeah. you can already see why people would be calling them blood traders because they're so much more protective of the muggles like yeah, at the end yeah. of the day what did I say when I loved um, what was it called like I was saying, um, I love the fact that their blood traitorness comes from their protectiveness of their family, which is I mean of them of the Mangobons and like when they're interacting with the like, Hermione's parents and like, you know, Arthur showing them how to exchange I would have loved to see that scene in the movie. Like them exchanging Mago money like into Literally, what the exchange yeah, rate? Yeah, what <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. And then, obviously, Ginny's introduction for me. I, uh, guys, I'm a Harry and Ginny shipper. I know that, but shamelessly, I do like Ginny's character only because Ooh. if I was a little guy. You, you really want to do that? You really want to do that? Seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but I'm thinking, if I was this little girl. That whose brother is friends with one of the most famous people in the wizarding world. Yeah. Would I not have a crush on the most famous guy in the wizarding I world? I don't blame her. Exactly. I probably I would have a crush I, as Literally, well. yeah. I love that. And I love that even if they'd never gotten together, the fact that she's mentioned as having a crush on him is just kind of cute because I'm thinking, all oh, these girls would have a crush on Harry. Why not? And lastly, Voldemort invading Ginny is very sad for me from the Weasley. Because I'm talking about the Weasley, so I'll just wrap it up there. But Voldemort like invading her 
privacy, her soul. It's just mm-hmm. so sad. I'm just like, this little girl, man. But then I'm also going to touch on the Weasley family for that happening to her. I'm going to, yeah, later on when okay, we, yeah. I'm but, yeah, but I'm just, there's a, yeah, there's a little special moment mentioned that I want to make of okay. how they, yeah, just let's move on to your next, like. Okay. <laughs> okay. For considering how much I hated, hated, disliked this character, yeah. right? Yeah. For him to be in the like section just shows how ridiculously <laughs> wonderful this character is that yeah. JK created. That she created him so perfectly. And who am I talking about? Gilroy Lockhart. <laughs> God, the man is so ridiculous. Oh <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> I mean, when you're like reading his lines, you're just like, can you just get someone punch you in the face, man? Oh, so like, funny. And, and the funny thing to me is, uh, Hermione, who is so discerning sometimes, mm. right? Mm. Who is so... Yes! I even said the same thing! Just the one who's... I suppose she, that's, that's a crush. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's like that's a first like, little... Uh, yes, such a exactly. Is my heart beating so fast? Mrs. Weasley was all a flutter because <laughs> of, of him, like, you know, all the ladies lost their minds. <laughs> but what I love is the fact that uh, Harry and Ron, it didn't take them long to be like, Really? He's full of shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a like, good character yeah, like, from JK. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. yeah I, I loved him. That's as a true. Character. I didn't yeah. find it if yeah. I didn't touch on him as liking, but I definitely peppered him through just mentioning. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's very, yeah, very true. Yeah. I don't know if you had another like to go on before I go on to my like, but. Go, yeah, go oh, on okay. to your like. Because um, yeah. I just want to like make sure there's like an even amount of talking between yeah, the two of us. But like I said before, in the when we're talking about the general thoughts, the expansion of the world, right? I love that in the sense that. um she introduces new characters in a very organic way. You've got Dobby, you've got Lockhart, you've got Fudge, Cornelius Fudge. Yep. Love him. Can't wait until book four. Yeah. Book four, let's come. Because <laughs> I just love the the, the little, um, what do they call it? Um, when him and Dumbledore face off in book four. That, that yeah. That's one of my favorite yeah. scenes. Um, then the new rules as well, when we're talking about expanding the world, like mm-hmm. the ban on using magic outside of the school. Um, for kids. I mean, they talk about it in the first book, but now you actually see the consequences of you potentially using magic yes, when, yeah, you know, yeah. Dobby uses yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how certain powers are not good. You know, like, Harry can speak to snakes, but in the wizarding world, that's not a good thing. Yeah, like, so you can... Like, Ron also pointing out that Harry hearing voices yep, is like, not a good thing. In the wizarding world, it's not You're a good thing. You're just as crazy as in yes. the muggle world, yeah, you know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the blood-based class system. Like, they have an actual class system within the wizarding world. And this whole thing about having shame sometimes, if you're not a, you know, if you're from a wizarding family, but you don't have magical powers, it's you know, obviously perfectly illustrated with Filch's character. Like, when he's, a, you know, his, his little quick quilts, whatever... Quick hit or something like that. Yeah, the one that he gets. uh, Quick quilts, low. (laughs) Quick quick spells or something, yeah. When he gets that. And then also the importance of protecting muggles. Like that comes through a lot with Arthur and like the whole Muggle Protection Act. And that sort of sets up the one of the main reasons why they go to war in book seven because of, you know, the way that Voldemort wants to come in, take control and pretty much take over the world and take over muggles, which is very scary. And then Hogwarts is expanded beyond just like, you know, the Forbidden Forest and stuff. We get even deeper into the Forbidden Forest, and then we see Dumbledore's office. We see oh, the yes, Chamber yeah, There was another point for me, like we see, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. see a little bit more. And then Slytherin Common Room as well is mentioned, and or oh, they visit that, and then Azkaban as well. That's mentioned, and that is literally leading into the third book. Oh, yeah, could I love yeah. this woman more? The I don't know. Willow Actually, as well. let me not say that much because people might not be liking the JK at the moment. 
Yes, yes, yes. That's another. That's important. Yes, yes, exactly. We're already seeing literally these locations are characters in and and in and of themselves because they like become really important later. But anyway, on to your next like, Miss Tinashe. Um. So if you hear me like going um, um, because (laughs) the way I did my notes, I've got like twenty pages of notes. So I'm trying to find where my likes are. (laughs) But don't worry, guys. They're A five paper, so they're not necessarily A four back to back. It's A five back to back, (laughs) like Ross said. Front and back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you, whilst you're still perusing, I'll just go quickly through the next part of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The humor, like you said before, definitely. But now I'm just touching on a little bit more specific of the humor that I found. When Harry says, you've forgotten the magic word to Dudley. And they all freak oh my God, out. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so funny. It's like that word is the equivalent of the wizarding world's uh, he who must not be yes, named. Yeah, yes. Like, yeah. do not say it. Do yes. not say it. Yeah. And then you've got... um. The Dursley's little practice session when they are waiting for the <laughs> <laughs> for the family to visit, and Harry just saying, "I will be upstairs pretending I do not exist." So funny. And then when the Weasleys get back home with Harry, and they think they've escaped Molly, but yeah. she's like on the ball getting them. JKR's alliteration of Lockhart's titles. Can we talk about Lockhart's book titles, please? Uh, well, let me just go quickly to that. If you I, if you can touch on your next like whilst I find that it's just so funny. What the hell? I just thought of something like the um, what was it? <laughs> I just thought of something. What was it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it's like a like like, but I just love how um, her, the the trio like everyone is being told you not know, to, you know, go exploring by themselves. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But and everyone is minding their yep. own business, yep. going about their school day. Yep. But it, they take it upon themselves yep. to investigate these things. <laughs> but not only when they find out the information, they actually do try and tell the adults yes, around them, exactly. like you know, there's this thing happening. Yep. Do you want to come and help? Like you know, Voldemort is up in this bitch. <laughs> do you want to come and do something <laughs> about it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're specifically talking about at the end too, right? When like they go to the staff room. Yes, yes, and yeah, yeah. Like, what do you think you're gonna do, Harry and Ron? Seriously, uh, but they are so. No, but it, it, they, they intended to speak with my, my Professor McGonagall. Yes, oh, she that just is wasn't true. There. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Not every teacher. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's true. That's true. Oh yeah, I forgot that. But that and was even funny. in the first book, funny. like there were moments when they tried. They yes. actually did tell like uh, Professor McGonagall what was happening, but and then Dumbledore she was away. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Dumbledore yeah. was away. That's true. Oh, but with the Grindel and Grindelwald, Gilderoy Lockhart titles. This out. Sorry, break break with the banshee, guarding with the ghouls, holidays with hags, travels with trolls, voyages with vampires, wanderings with werewolves, year with the yeti. Literally, JKR. <laughs> Seriously, and it's perfect because it suits his character. Yes. He's such a he's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, like you said, Lockhart being so full of himself, I loved that. Uh, and then, for me, Jeannie's Valentine's card. That was funny as hell. Oh my that was, God. I actually can sing the tune to that song, I think, because it's actually not a hard tune. It's like a, I don't know how music There's much, a tune? Yes, I think you can. If you go, <coughs> let me practice my singing skills. <laughs> no, but I think you can go, oh crap, I've forgotten the tune now. Oh, damn it. Just give it any tune. Yeah. Well, 
His eyes are as green as a fresh pickled toast. Oh, no, I can't do it. No, we now have to hear it. No, I can't. Why can't we hear it? His eyes are as green as a fresh pickled toad. I was trying to read in my head. His hair is as dark as a blackboard. I wish he was mine. He's really divine. The hero will conquer the dark lord. Oh, damn it. I lost the tune. Please, let's (laughs) forgive me. I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) No, no, no. Chop and change. But no, you actually could. I remember I did the tune because it's sort of like a rhyming thing anyway. But what I loved about it. Just how ridiculous it was! Like the fact Ginny, that the come on, twa- it was come a dwarf, right? Yes, yes, yes. Acting as a cupid, the fact that it wouldn't let Harry live. Yes, that oh it grabbed his back and ripped it <laughs> apart, right? And then when Harry was trying to put the things yeah. in his bag, and then he decided just to hightail it out of yeah. there, it Literally dropped him to the ground and sat on his legs. Like, you know. <laughs> Where does JKR think of these things? And then it also leads to a very important plot point with the whole discovery of the diary thing. Like that Ah, was, yes, 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 anyway, yes. Yeah, on, to, on to the yes. next, like. Um, as I was reading, right, when we got to the borrow and everything, mm-hmm. and like, you know, uh, Percy is acting weirdly and whatnot, right? And I'm like, what is going with Percy? Was he also involved in the, in the in the chamber of secrets or something? Then only to discover later on, it's just he's got a girlfriend. <laughs> and I love how Ginny but reveals it, also it kind as of well. Sets up, like this other behavior, like you know, like him being ha- perfect and whatnot. You can yeah. see signs of him wanting to go and work in yes, in, yeah, like into the, in yeah. the mystery and stuff yeah. like and that. And he sort of sets yeah. himself apart from his family a bit too yes, much. Yes, and that's yes, a perfect setup yes. for. You kind of see the separation of his... Yes, he's still very protective of Ginny and his brothers and whatnot. But you see him kind of start the separation. He's very much about the rules. You know one thing I found funny? We'll talk about this more when we, I guess, watch the film. But I actually found that sometimes I was picturing the actors as the characters now. Like, because usually I don't. I usually have that separation. Ah. But at certain points, I was like, oh, I can actually like sort of visualize my visual image of that person or character was sometimes the actor that they played so which was very interesting but also another like for me harry being just the best harry being considerate he didn't want to be a bully to anybody we talked about Ginny and her crush on him he never at once made her feel awkward about it because every oh, time yes. she was yes. klutzy yeah. or messing up he was just like looking away looking away even the valentine's card didn't make a big deal out of it you know he didn't want to tell Ron, or he didn't want to tell the Weasleys about Ginny opening the Chamber of Secrets mm. in front of them because yeah. he was like, what the heck? So just that consideration, like, I don't know, JKR just makes me love Harry even more and how he deals with being, like, suspected of being Slytherin's heir. It really, like, messes him up. He's like, so am I? I can speak tongue. I can, you know, I even asked the hat to not put me in Slytherin, yeah, which is yeah. a very big And the fact point. that he puts on the hat again when he's yeah. called to Dumbledore's yeah. office. Yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting theme throughout yeah. the whole book. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. also how, he, like, he, the fact that he could have been in Slytherin continues to be a present theme, which I find very fascinating because we know that by the end of the book series, he even says to his son, it's okay to be in Slytherin. Like, yeah. I asked the hat not to be in Slytherin, but if mm. you're in Slytherin, one of the, you know, bravest men I knew was in Slytherin talking yeah. about Snape. So yeah. just that theme, I would I would have loved, can you imagine if we'd had a version of the books where Slytherin is like the naughty house, the villainy house, but you've got some redeemable characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel yeah, like Draco is 
too much of the sole redeemable character, and that happens too late in the series. And do you, did you, did you, did you notice the way that uh, the Slytherins are described? Yes, Flint yes. is this somewhat grotesque yes, person. Yeah, Millicent yeah. Bulstrode as well. This big, yeah, crap <laughs> yeah. and crow. We already yeah. know what they look like, so it's just um like already yeah. we are already the way it's set up. I think maybe it's on JK's part just to then show us that though there are not a lot of Slytherins that we yeah, know later exactly. on that are that's on the, the good problem. side. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That, I, that's, the balance would be, and I get it, it's a children's book, so she needed to have sort of like a, a an Very image of the good. Thing. Yeah, and because, bad, yeah, because if yeah. otherwise Voldemort would have been too much of a peripheral character, like yes. bad guy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I get that, but I would have loved, as, as now I think about it more as an adult, I would have loved a bit more of that nuance in the Slytherin characters. Yep, just one yep. more redeemable character. Yeah. And then just, I guess, to wrap up so like, you can go on to the rest of your likes. Um, mm-hmm. I love that Harry's so oblivious to the wizarding world in terms of like, he goes and he just wants to grab that diary when he finds it in the toilet. And Harry, Ron is like, excuse me, do you even know <laughs> what potentially <laughs> could be that thing? It could be anything. It could be blow up in your face. It could have its own mind. And yep, just, yep. he's just so oblivious. That's what Mr. That. Weasley so says like at the end, like yeah. to say to Ginny, like, have I not told you? Like if yeah. you cannot, if you, if you cannot tell how this, how an object is mm, thinking, mm, like what's yeah. causing it to work in that way. Like be, be wary of it. Like, you but know, there's Harry just, grabbing the book <laughs> <laughs> and then Expelliarmus starts to gain momentum oh that spell like there are other spells on us but I Come just on. love that it actually you can start seeing the signatureness yes, of it because yes. he's using it and I'm yes. going to touch I'm going to ask you a question later about that spell because I was just like there's there's a couple of questions I have but okay. you go on to I've got two more I think three oh my god okay no I've got a couple more likes so I don't know I how many so. more you I, have like I, I Things that I like, kind of yes, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so just getting a glimpse into Lucius and Draco's oh, relationship, yes, yeah. uh, especially when they're in the shop and stuff like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and him, he mocks his son. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I suppose he expects too much perfection. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and you can sort of see how that translates into the into Draco's behavior yeah. when he's school because yeah. this semester as well is very hateful mm. more so than you are oh my last sem- this little kid yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah, very hateful if Tom Felton was not so cute I would have been like or suppose he suffers we suffer from the same issue like the with Snape thing as yes, well that that's true. Thing he's, and he's like a yeah that's true yeah. yeah and the fact that Ginny becomes a klutz wherever whenever Harry is uh, <laughs> present <laughs> I'm glad she grows out of that because man, man, it's so embarrassing can you imagine can you imagine and then for me oh, oh sorry no, you go so on you go on just I, I one more like thing going um, to too many little points considering um actually I've got, oh my god I've got I've got things okay of okay. course that's why i said we can do back and forth because i've yes, got a yes. couple more things yeah. um and the fact that um when they're rescuing harry from um from private drive mm. right and venon wakes up and mm-hmm. hears the sound and whatnot and yeah. harry's just like you know almost out of the window yep. and he grabs harry yep. like you know and he's yelling at petunia like he's getting away he's getting away <laughs> kind of thing like and i'm like did you want him to go <laughs> Why are you holding on to him so tightly? They, they really wanted him to go. Let him go. Yeah. His yeah. control. His yeah. control is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think, and then for me, the connection between Rom, like Tom and Tom Riddle, because Voldemort is less so in, in the book 
and, and he's more of a Tom Riddle in the book. Yeah. And Harry being shown, like, I just love that we're now seeing the connections. Like, yeah. we were talking before about the similarities that he alludes to, he recognises with Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both orphans, they're half-bloods, they're raised by muggles, they both view, like, Hogwarts as home and they're yep. protective of it. They have Slytherin's gift, which obviously Harry, it's by proxy, it's not necessarily that he was Slytherin's heir. Yep. They both don't want to disclose the truth to Dumbledore. Like, you know, there's a scene when he's looking at... When he's walking, so he goes back into the memory of Tom. Yep. And then he sees Tom talking to Dumbledore mm. and Tom sort of like holds back from telling Dumbledore something. Yeah, and Harry yeah. kind of like thinks back on how he held also back from telling well, uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also just even their look, they probably potentially look alike kind of yeah, thing. Was, like that's the that's similarity. It, it sounded like that as oh, well. Like yeah, that. Yeah, and then yeah. just the diary drawing Harry to him because... The diary is a Horcrux. So yeah. Harry is a Horcrux. So that's why you're drawn to it. You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just loved that. I just loved that. And I, that's one thing I always keep talking about the movies. They just missed that important, important. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not discuss the movies right exactly, now. Exactly. But anyway, Cause, yeah. Because like you, there are things that I picked up. And then I'm like, I don't remember seeing them in the mm, movie. But I can't mm. quite remember. But that will be interesting yeah. when we go to the yeah, movie. Yeah, definitely. What you're talking about, uh, Harry being drawn to the... To the, the diary, to the, to the yeah. diary, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, your thought just I went out. <laughs> yes, I don't know why that slipped from my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um. But also, another funny scene for mm-hmm. me. Honestly, the comedy was the yes, highlight for it was me in too this. Good. <laughs> so, Hedwig. Ugh. Yep. Bless her soul. Yeah. Our sister. Like, like, I was settling for this bullshit. <laughs> huh. She is so angry at at at, at Harry. Like you know. Because of the advent, like actually, it starts from private drive. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then she's hungry. She's yes. not free. <laughs> and then the adventure to, um, to when they don't get, ha. Huh. The scene at the train station that they couldn't get through the train station. <laughs> loved it in the book, and I think I would love it even more in, in the, the movie. movie. Yes, 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 um, yes, that's true. And the fact that, so that adventure from the train station and to Hogwarts and then into the Whooping yes. Willow. Oh my yeah. God. Hedwig, at some point, I think, actually says, um, I'm going to find it because I love that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am going to find it. <laughs> like, if somebody could play some music. No, no, no. We just keep talking. I'll let you. I'll let you keep being awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So it says. Um. So after the dive, dive into, into the whimping willow. Mm-hmm. Hedrick was shrieking in terror. And in my head, I'm like, this poor girl, she's surrounded yes, by idiots, yes, right? Yeah. And then it says, like, um, so when they get out of the whooping willow um, and uh, the car sort of, like, kicks them yeah, out, yeah. Out, of the, out of its, uh, kick, kicks them out, right? It says Hedrick's cage flew through the air and burst open. She rose out of it with a loud, angry screech and sped off <laughs> towards the castle with the, a backwards glance. Yeah, she's like, see ya. And she's like, I'm done with these idiots. And she actually, and it sounds like, it, it, it sounds like that she actually doesn't see Harry until Christmas yes, when she brings Harry. Yes, his yes, present. And I Harry's know. Like, Have I'm you forgiven shocked. me? Yeah. Ah. Have you forgiven me? So, so it, it makes Harry, Harry, 
still more than just like a like a bird, like yeah, a creature, like someone true. who's not it's connected true. to Harry, that's which true. is why is even more painful. Like mm, later on for Harry, the, yeah, like, definitely, you know, definitely. Oh my god, definitely. I, I know because, <laughs> funny enough, just in, like a little digression before I go on as well. There's a book series uh, called His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman. There's yep. a show right now on it. Yep, really beautiful show. But one thing I like about that show is they touch on the fact of like these characters, human characters having like what they call demons that are like animals that when you're a kid, they don't take a form. But then when you become an adult, they take like an actual form. So in some way, the connection that Hedwig Hedwig and Harry has kind of reminds me of that series, how they touch on like the fact that if the creature dies, it can yeah. really like affect. If you're severed from your demon, it really affects you negatively. It's not like a good thing for that to happen to you. Okay. So for me, like just thinking if maybe JKR could have gone a touch further and made the pets like somehow much more connected to the characters, it would have been more devastating for Harry. Just thinking like, because in that series, literally like getting cut off from your demon is like terrible. Like you can potentially, and if you kill your demon, you can potentially kill the human part of that because it's sort of like your conscience, your soul in in like personified in some kind of animal. Oh, but okay. Obviously with Harry Potter, that's not the case, but I'm just thinking when you touched on how Hedwig kind of, is a big deal for like Harry to lose. If that had been their connection, it would have been even more devastating because ah, it, yeah, okay, like yeah. at least he can move on without like, you know, it's his pet, but like he can move on. Yeah. Way. But in yeah. this series, yeah, it's just a little digression. I just thought, cause it was very interesting when you touched on like the yeah. connection that they have. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very sad. Yeah. And, oh my God. Book seven. I'm already thinking about that scene. Oh my god! Oh god! I just I can't get enough of this. Oh, that's a good scene. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then also, um, for me, another like is Voldemort's background being revealed more. Like I know I touched on the connection that Harry and yeah, yeah, um, the Voldemort have, but just the fact that he starts as this charming young man that like used his charm to his advantage to get through, like to get um, what did you call it? To get out of like sticky situations, essentially, because it actually mentions that um, all of the teachers except mm-hmm. Dumbledore yeah. liked him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the charm, because he, and then he also uses that charm to be able to later on get the Horcruxes, because you know he goes. That's one thing I love about the sixth book. He touches on how he travels around the world and he's getting all these Horcruxes from people by charming them and yeah. doing yeah. all this extra yeah. stuff and. Just touching on that, and then he's hate for muggles and muggleborns. You can really feel it, like when he's talking about his muggle father and like mm, how mm. could he use his muggle father's name, you know? And then the kind of shock that we get as well from thinking that this attractive young man, because I'm sure like he would have been like a heartthrob or whatever back in the day, Mister Voldemort, heart, terrible as he might be, but you know he's got such a hateful heart that's touched on the foundation of that. You can see it, and then the fact that the first Horcrux being a diary is like wow. Such a young age, he was already like thinking like that. You know, he was already willing to. I don't know if that's when he split his soul, or maybe he then realized that he can do that. I don't know if that's because I'm trying to think what happened in the sixth book. Because the idea was that he was, Ginny had sort of um, shared a part of herself. She'd made it like a soul connection with Mm -hmm. with uh, yeah yeah. yeah. And as Ginny was dying, he was solidifying. Yeah, yeah. If Ginny had died, I think that you would have come back that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You would have come back. So So that would have been two Voldemort's in the in the world, or the the diary is counted as a Horcrux. So what I'm saying is, would then because you know right now Dumbledore Voldemort is still alive, right? He's fleshly, whatever. But so would that have meant that when this Riddle comes. Does that mean Voldemort himself would have come back, or he would have come back in this form as a sixteen-year-old? I feel like Riddle? maybe those would have absorbed 
Like, yep. Yeah, and then you would have come yeah. back as yeah. like the full. Okay, well, cool. funny fiction that I've read, like, like you know, in some way they absorb himself, like uh, the younger version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And uh, then his obsession with like lineage. Obviously, his blindness when it comes to like how Harry defeated him, he's mm. still like taunting him, like, "How can you defeat me as a baby?" Whatever he doesn't realize yeah. it's just yeah. love, and yeah. yeah, just being so maniacal that he forgets like the phoenix tears, like he's so, you know, caught up in his ego that he yeah. sees yeah. forks like healing Harry, and he's like, "What's that bird doing?" You know, stupid yeah. little yeah. bird, and then he's like, "Oh, that's phoenix it. tears!" I forgot. I'm like, "Oh yeah. well, that's yeah. why you forgot." But. Yeah. Anyway, I just love that. I just love that. Also, like kind of background. I, I, but speaking of Tom Brito, I also loved his um, reveal. Like you know, um, yes, Voldemort yeah. is my past, present, and future. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tom I still remember Marvolo. that scene in the film. Sorry, yeah, the when film, we come back, so oh, good. I, I like, oh my god, the little scribble oh, thing. Oh, I can't wait. I can't it wait. was just as good. It was like, so good. So um, good. So and that actor. I get chills. Oh. I get chills when he says Voldemort is my past, present, and future. Yeah. Um, Tom Marvelorito, and mm. then the letters all you know yeah, come together. Yeah, yeah. I am Lord Voldemort. Yeah, even yeah. I was like, oh, in the film, by the way, <laughs> yeah. because in the book I hadn't yet been into the book series and uh, stuff. So yeah, yeah I yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like even reading, the, I felt the same kind that's of thing. True, yeah, 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 like, and I literally like, picture that actor in the Harry Potter films. Yeah, like, because oh man, the actor in the seventh book was it the sixth book? The actor in the sixth book, I don't know what they were thinking, but anyway, I don't even remember him. He, he's just, <laughs> what, is he not that <laughs> guy from Narnia? No, 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 he's like some me. other random actor, but oh, okay. yeah. Okay. But this one in the second one, yeah. oh, he's such a babe. Oh my yeah. god, I'm sorry, guys. We'll get to the film and talk about him. But yes, definitely, yeah, that's yeah. true. Like Voldemort's, um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, and also the fact that he mentions he'd already started calling himself Lord Voldemort yeah. among his most yeah. trusted friends. Yeah, so I'm imagining this 16 year old. How frightening or how charming easy that these other fellow Slytherins are also calling him Lord Voldemort in that time. And there wouldn't have been young kids too. There would have been older kids following him. Yeah, 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 that's his power. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, he must have been, yeah, it would have been very interesting. I would have loved, like not that I would have loved, but there's, um, there is actually a fan fiction film, Mm. like a fan film that was done. If, I don't know if you've come across it. Oh yeah, you, about you, Voldemort. Recommended to me. Yeah, but it's I like an Italian know. production. Yes, yes. If guys, if you ever want to just go on YouTube, type in Voldemort fan film or something, it'll come up. And they try to touch on that, the charming and the whatever. But it was a bit too much of like other things that it kind of ruined the mm. general trying to build Voldemort as this charming young guy in like his seventh year, I think it was. And oh, yeah, okay. they they kind of touched on that. It was very interesting, although, uh, yeah, the subplots were not very interesting, but the general film was interesting. And then, uh, you know how <laughs> I hate and love Gildred Locker? Yes. Him getting his just deserts. Yes. <laughs> um, have we already spoken about what happens in the staff room? Not not entirely. Like, just oh, we okay. talked about Ron and So, Ron and Harry go to the staff room to try to warn the teachers. Yeah, yeah. And then they meet the teachers, but they meet them by hiding in the cupboard because mm-hmm. they, yeah. And then they hear the teachers interacting. And then Gildred yeah. comes. So, yeah. the teachers let. Um, uh, Goodroy hang by his own yes, words, yes, like you yes. know, like you've been saying, you you are this uh, amazing, um, <laughs> Mr. Wizard, Mr. Wizard, capturing all these dark creatures and all, like you know. So now we're giving you an opportunity to yep, do that, yeah. So Ron and Harry take, um, are trying to find a way to go to the and rescue Ginny, right? So yeah. they take uh, lock up with them, like you know. Though they know that Lockhart is an idiot, why did they do that? 
No, they said Lockhart, they know he's an idiot, but they somehow, I think in that moment, think he knows the entrance or something, or they think you can tell him where the entrance might be. No, 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 that's not it. They knew the, where the entrance were. The entrance was in um in, in the in monumentals um in the toilet, in the girls' toilet. But did they know that? They knew that. Oh, okay. They knew that. There's a reason why they went to Gilroy. Trying to think. The chamber has been opened. Let's say the Chamber of Secrets. Um, or is it that they just want another adult with them? Also? I'm not sure. I can't yeah, remember. But I know there's a reason why they went to Gilroy. And then they find him packing and whatnot. Yes, then yes. They force him to go with, with, with them, right? So in the book, I found the part where you're talking about. Yeah. So they say... Oh, it's because they're so numb to the fact that Ginny's been taken. Yeah. So Ron just says, do you know what? I think we should go and see Lockhart. Tell him what we know. He's going to try and get into the chamber. We can tell him where we think it is ah, and tell him it is a bustle. Because when he left the staff room yeah. and the teachers had said to yeah. him, go and rescue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He'd been forced to. And Harry kind of just goes along with it because he says he couldn't think of anything else to do. And yes. because he wanted to do something, he agreed. Okay, so, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when they... Uh, get into the chamber and uh, there's a scuffle mm-hmm. um, and uh, oh, that's, an- that's another thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ron's want. I'll get on to that. <laughs> this boy He's finished amazing. the whole freaking school yeah, with a broken broken wand and no teacher said anything. Yep. <laughs> um, but so he uh, Gildred grabs um grabs Ron's uh, malfunctioning wand and mm-hmm. he tries to obliviate them like it's the memory <laughs> spell but it backfires. Now he's like, you know, <laughs> he has to go to San Mungo which he does go Literally, to. He got a yeah, taste yeah. of his own medicine. Like. got a taste of his own medicine because yeah. that's what he's been doing to yeah. all these people. He's been mm. stealing their stories and then obliviating them. Mm. Who knows what kind of mess he's been leaving behind. Yeah, that's they don't true. really go through it. But then Dumbledore, at the end, like when he's like, ah, oh, there's someone among you who has been really quiet about expressing. <laughs> Dumbledore is so sarcastic and so oh condescending God. and is mocking oh him, right? But he's doing it in this nice way. Yes. yes. Yeah. He never is like outright mean. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, he just yeah. sort of like. Yeah, he's like, there's someone among you who's so quiet. Why are you being so modest? And you would have probably picked that up in the moment. Like, let's say if we're picturing the scene happening, you would have just picked that up. But then yeah, yeah. he kind of like wants to drive home the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was just hilarious to me. Oh, that's funny. But in saying that, Ron has a malfunctioning one throughout the whole yeah. semester. Yeah. So they start school year in September, right? Yeah. They grow through Christmas. By then, they time they get that's that's three months. Yeah. When when does school year end? Well, they will probably have a similar school year in the sense of it's a forty week school year. Yeah. So that's usually like so for them some, it'll be like early June, maybe early June. Yes, yeah, yeah, like late May. The whole yeah. year he spent it, and he was scared to um, you get in touch with his parents because they yep. sent a howler. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yep. The howler. <laughs> it's a brilliant device that JKR invents in this story. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can't imagine getting one of those. Because they just kind of freeze. Yeah, like, like everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. knows about them, and yes, then everybody yes. can hear. That's the yeah. worst part. You can't go and hide in the corner and yeah, listen to it like, yeah. mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> like it's like full on. Yeah, yeah, uh, that yeah, was that's it. true. Yeah, I, for, um, I guess speaking of Ron, 
going into the friendship. I love that she has friendship in this one. It's like growing even more. Like yeah, Ron yeah. and Harry, I mean Ron and Hermione, sorry, is bickering, picks up steam, you know, they're like a little bickering old married couple thing going yeah, on, I don't know. Yeah. And him like you're going to touch with this when we touch about the ship, mm. but I just love him being very defensive of Hermione, not even in a shipping way, but I yeah. just love that he's like she's one of us. Don't you dare. how he was in the first exactly. book. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like she's one of us and he they understand like I love that they um, I guess t- touching on Hermione, I love that she's the moral camp, like moral compass of the group. And then, even when she sends the letter to the boys initially, when she's talking about them over the summer, it's like you can hear her talking to them, warning them, mm-hmm. disciplining them, yeah, yeah. telling them not to do the yeah, wrong yeah, thing, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And like, I love that she feels that people deserve punishment. Like she knows that there's a right and wrong enough to be like, if you did something wrong, you deserve to get punished, even if you're my friend kind of thing. Like, Because initially, when the boys, you know, crash into Hogwarts with their, like, little Ford Anglia car, she's, like, kind of like, well, you did the wrong thing, so... But it's kind of ironic, the fact that she's the one who's pushing the polyjuice. Exactly, exactly, And the stealing of it and whatnot. But that's what I was also going to touch on, the fact that she's then willing to break the rules for a good reason. Like, when there's a... Yeah. Moral justification. I mean, she kind of understands that muggles are going to die and she's a muggle-born or yes. muggle-borns are going to die. Yeah. So that's true. And then also being so taken, like what you said before, she the way she's so taken with Lockhart, I just love that because, <laughs> yeah, it just shows she's a human being. She's yeah, not just a yeah. one-dimensional book lover. She's yeah. actually like, that's why I love when people touch on like Hermione potentially being black or being another, you know, race or whatever. Like, mm, it's mm. just interesting, fun things because I feel like Hermione is just one of those multifaceted characters that even the movies doesn't touch on because the movies only ever focus on her being smart and that's pretty much Hermione. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. They make her one-dimensional. Yeah, but in like, the books, yeah, she's yeah, flawed. Yeah. She's yeah. annoying. She's sometimes scared. She's, you know, she's all these things. And also the boys, I love that they understand that she needs to research things. Like, mm-hmm. They understand now that she's a nerd. Before they were making fun of her, and yeah. they still do, but yeah. they now kind of respect. It's a loving, yeah, love. They respect her. Yeah. So I right, love the trio's yeah. friendship. And then Ron and, like what you were saying before, Ron is envious of Harry's life, right? To the point Sorry, that even, that like Ron being mm-hmm. envious of Harry's yes, life. Yes, yes, yeah. To the point that even when they rescue him for the Dursleys mm-hmm. and they go up to Ron's room, I remember, Ron is like, oh, it's nothing as big as your room, you know, back where you were. Yeah. And yeah. Harry's like, but I love your room. You know, like they can't, they both, uh, it's like, what do they call them? Like, um, like ships in the night. They keep missing each other in terms of yes. realizing one person, they're both just as willing to be a part of each other's life, yes. but they don't realize that, like at least in Ron's case, he doesn't realize how lucky he's got it. Because mm-hmm. as much as he sees Harry having maybe more money, more fame or whatever, he doesn't really have the love that he really, truly, truly yeah, should yeah, have in yeah, his life. And yeah. I just love that they never they never really kind of just see how lucky they both are in their own way, in a yeah, way. Like, yeah. even Harry, he's lucky to be famous and mm, pretty mm. much have kind of free reign in the, in the wizard world. Like, not many people have that, yeah. I suppose. I'll, I'll, say, I'll add on to that and say that it's the same thing when they went to pick up the money, right? Yeah. And... Um, Harry felt the need to hide, try and hide the contents yes, of his yes. um, vaults. Yes. And then when they went, they did start at, uh, at the Weasley's vault. But like just seeing the, oh my God. they had like a couple of uh, circles in there and just one. Gally. Exactly, one, one gallon. Like, one gallon, like, and Molly was trying to feel around <laughs> before she picked up the coins. I'm like, there's nothing, ma'am. <laughs> if this was like the vault they portrayed, I'm guessing they're, they're do they, do you think they're the vault increases according to your wealth or is it more like 
because in the first film they showed there's just like a little you know mountain of like gold or whatever yeah, in like yeah, one place yeah, yeah. but by the seventh one they now have to have they now have to show bigger vaults like the one they go into when yeah, they yeah, actually yeah, walk yeah. into yeah, it yeah, do you think yeah. is it more like the bigger your bank the bigger the vault or is it like every vault is the same because if every vault is the same that means Molly was walking around the vault looking for like coins that were like it actually doesn't say that she kind of feels around but that's what I'm saying is it, so in. is the imagery more like a you put your hand in there, mm. feel around, or is it more you walk into the vault? That's what I'm saying. Because in the seventh book, the time they go into Bellatrix's vault, it's a big ass vault. They can walk in there. So maybe it is, as you are saying, yeah. maybe it's according to your wealth. Like, you maybe. know, yeah. if you've got more wealth, they're going to need more space. Exactly. That's, that's, and that's what I'm trying to think. Because it's not just money in yeah. there. They also put um, oh, other valuable yeah. objects yeah. in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe yeah, even in the voice. Okay, yeah, that's true. But it's just sad. It's just sad to see that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just, that. and Ron, as you said, being embarrassed about, you know, even Ginny points out that, like, you know, when she was pouring her heart out to, mm, to mm, Tom Reed or mm. that, you know, she's coming to school in second hand stuff yep. and all that stuff, like, you know. And these are things that you can relate to, like, yeah. you know, you or can understand, like, you know, how you, you don't feel, have it all like, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of want to be... Obviously, it, cool. The, the, the grass is always greener on the other side. That's kind of true. Thing. That's yeah, true. Yeah, but they, they, yeah. the weasels are so lucky; they don't realize it. They actually are lucky. They're not. They're poor, but they are very, very loved. So that's more. And I think for me to wrap up the likes, because we've been going on and on about the likes, guys. We loved this book. We really, really did. But Dumbledore, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. I loved his bad assery being shown, like slightly, sure, like slowly but surely. You're starting to see the light in his eye that the, is always you're described. You're starting to yeah, see because yeah. Cornelius Fudge literally freaks the F out when Lucius Malfoy comes and says, Dumbledore, we're suspending you. And Cornelius is like, if I, if he can't handle the situation, <laughs> how am I going to handle the situation? Because <laughs> what I love about Cornelius is he's like a people pleaser, right? He wants to be the face of the magu- the magic world. He loves being minister of magic. I'm mm, sure he mm. enjoys it. But when he comes actually doing the hard slog, he doesn't want to do it. But he knows that Dumbledore, as much as he doesn't like the fact that he's always compared to Dumbledore, everybody's always talking about how Dumbledore would have been the better minister of magic or Dumbledore was offered the role so many times and he declined and Cornelius is kind of like a backup. I love that Cornelius still recognizes that Dumbledore is still ultimately like the biggest wizard out there. So he he, he kind of like gives him his due in that sense. Mm. Love that. And then also I love, oh no, I love, actually I love it being touched on, but now I'm starting to question again, Dumbledore's shady plans mm. in the sense that when they walk out and they come into the room, um, McGonagall's office, when they've rescued Ginny, they've come out of the Chamber of Secrets, mm. it's described as Dumbledore beaming at Harry coming out of the chamber alive as if it was some kind of like challenge that well, Dumbledore it's kind of, it's kind of pointed a, out in the first book as well like Dumb, almost like Dumbledore is testing Harry but it, putting him through these trials definitely, kind of definitely. Thing, like just to see how he he, he goes, goes but that's, yeah. what, like, that's, that's what I'm saying like the shadiness is starting mm, to come through in yes, the sense that by yeah. the fifth book he talks about the flaw in the plan which is mm. the fact that he didn't expect to love Harry mm. he just expected Harry to be like a tool to be able to kill Voldemort yeah, yeah. but I just love that I'm like man so this man because he's like he's calling Tom Riddle brilliant in terms yeah. of the diary like when yeah. Harry produces it he's like brilliant and I'm like wait so you actually kind of like having this other 
I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, there's a layer to Jumbo that we're now seeing that we're like, oh my God. And then also him being sort of like omniscient as in like he can see everything that's going on. Like, Mm. how does that come about? Because I've always wondered, where does Dumbledore go whenever he leaves Hogwarts? Like, where does he go? Does he go back to Godric's Hollow? Does he go to like a holiday house? Where does he go? But then immediately come Exactly, because he always seems to be able to help out Harry in some way. Mm. Look at the whole Phoenix situation, you know, whatever. Like, and then the fact that that does um, I guess my question to you is do you think Dumbledore already knew about the Horcrux theory or because I know it, they touch on it later but I can't remember or is it that when he saw the diary and he, he saw Harry speaking Tongue and he talked about Harry having some of the you know Voldemort's powers mm. is that when he was like ah that's how Voldemort did it or did because in the books I know we touch on it later but I'm just trying to think as an early question do you think this is the moment he figured out that Dumbledore somehow split his soul. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like later on in the books, I feel like that's how it, he confirms that when he saw the diary. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's what I'm trying to confirm. Yeah, it's okay, so good. It's not just yeah, me. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. cool. So I he does like touch right. on that, right? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it's not just my memory because I was just trying to say like, yeah, how did that go? But anyway, yeah, that's that, those are all my likes. I don't know if you've I got any more. Those are my likes. Yeah, as well. yeah, like, yeah. And now yeah. we'll be just going by like, oh, I like that line, I like that scene <laughs> kind of true. thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. So I don't know if you had anything you didn't like personally. I only had one thing, so we can touch on and just maybe have a quick break and then like come back. But like, do you have anything you didn't like about the book in the book, or you found that but you? When I say I don't like this thing, it's more like maybe I don't like. What this character did, kind of thing. Oh, okay, of okay. Yeah, or mm-hmm. something like that. So Snape again. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Mr. I understand Snape. what you Snape, mean Snape about Snape. Snape being like really cruel. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I already knew that Snape was just he's immature in a yeah. way in the way he treats Harry. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and how can you, on one hand, love Lily, but then? Also treat uh, Harry in that way. I suppose the fact that Harry looks so much like his father kind of blinds him. Oh my god! Because in this year of school, (laughs) (laughs) the way Snape goes at Harry, like in the first book, it seemed a little bit more. It wasn't as packed with yes, the hate was there, but I don't know if yeah, this this year it kind of seemed even more yeah yeah even more intense yes yeah in a way right um really went out of his way trying to get harry uh expelled or in punishment or something like there's a point where he so of course they were supposed to get in trouble like who flies into school in a freaking that's true actually actually (laughs) if they discovered because harry even realizes later like why didn't they do that like why didn't they wait for for Molly yep. and Molly and <laughs> Because they're boys and they're through. stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why did they think they had to immediately get into the car yeah. and then <laughs> try and fly to school? And, they're boys and they're uh, stupid. And then so they're caught by Snape, yeah. yeah? And, and Snape is like he's gleeful. Yeah. He cannot wait. Like he's so happy. Yeah. Like he's trying to get... Uh, Harry and Ron like expelled, like you know, like you know, this is up to your head of yeah. house, but he's already suggesting yep. things to my yep. McGonagall. Then there's another part where he also I can't remember what he catches them doing. 
or catches Harry on his arm, but he's like, "To you should be dropped from the Quidditch match." Yeah, the following Quidditch match. I can't remember what Harry did. Yeah. Seriously, oh my yeah. god, he was so intense. He, he was, was very intense. intense. Yeah, yeah, and and it was very clear that. Who like yeah yeah he really hated Harry yeah he yeah, just yeah. wants to with undermine the, the crap out of him yeah. yeah that's true and the line where we um no I don't know I'm not mixing in my likes and hates and stuff like that but yeah. um it's kind of interesting like when we uh we were talking about did we talk about the reading of the minds thing yeah in a way yeah oh okay yeah yeah so at first he so you didn't like this or you're just touching on it because you're talking about snape no you know what i'll leave it to later like, ah, okay you know, no no that's fine you yeah, okay yeah, yeah, no i'm yeah, just wondering yeah, yeah. like what you what segment you're talking yeah, yeah, about i'm already doing I, I so i've spoken about snape this is the problem of doing the nods <laughs> like how i did the nods i was reading a page and then if i like something i'm already writing it down <laughs> and i know i'm going to struggle in the upcoming books if i keep because they're so big yes, oh my yes, god yes. they definitely but are. um well what what did, oh, what for did me, you like it's not so much i and i didn't like but it like what we touched on before it was the slithering thing just the balance i would have yes, preferred just a yes, bit more of a balance as yes. in, when i reflect on the series now as a more grown person i just would have loved if there'd been another redeeming character or at least if draco had been the villain, yes, but we have more redeeming qualities to Slytherin than we see, just yeah. to balance it out so that it's not just Slytherins are the bad guys because, come on, then why would you have a house at all that just has bad people in it? Like, as yeah, you can't, yeah. the, the idea of going to school is to be groomed to be better. I don't think Dumbledore would have wanted a school where you're grooming bad kids. Because he actually says when Harry is really uh, worried that he'd been almost put in Slytherin mm-hmm. and like what qualities of Slytherin mm-hmm. that he, mm-hmm. like he thinks maybe he's evil or something. And Dumbledore Dumbles says that Salazar, Salazar, Salazar Slytherin, yep. uh, one of the founders, the Slytherin founder, he valued qualities such as resourcefulness, determination, and a certain disregard for rules. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything evil. Yes, like, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just that you're passionate about doing something. And if sometimes the rules say, don't do this, this. Yeah. But then when you push the rules, yeah. push the boundaries, sometimes yep. you create something exactly. greater. And it doesn't exactly. necessarily have to exactly. be evil. Exactly. And so for them to portray Slytherin as this, once you're in Slytherin, you're evil. Exactly. There's no exactly. quality. There's no. They're all just this one-dimensional co- yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's, I get what yeah, you're saying. That's, yeah. that's the only dislike. And I think even it goes as far as having them allowing to them being allowed to have a password such as pure blood. Like, I mean, come on. Like, what? Where's this? I actually had this in my odds and ends, but I might as well mention it in yeah, terms of yeah. emphasizing my point about yeah. why I just didn't like that one-dimensional portrayal of. Slytherin in the sense mm. that where's the approval board for these passwords? Like because I don't think I would want to have who actually creates the password. I, that's is what I'm like wondering. The of the that's what I'm wondering. If it's a prefect, it makes what? sense yeah, yeah, because yeah. they would have done it as like an inside joke. Joke, sorry. But then if it's like a um like a head of house being Snape, it also makes sense because he's whatever he is. But if it's like the heads of a house coming together and approving this, then I don't know how that could have been approved. But anyway, that's that's one of my dislikes. I don't know if you had any more bec- before we just go on a break. For yeah, you. like in speaking of like you know, talking about the passwords and whatnot, mm-hmm. and the way Snape was being so ha- hateful towards mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. anybody who's not slithering. Like there are moments in class where uh, Draco is like, uh, "You'd be the you know." A good yeah, headmaster, headmaster and yeah. whatnot, and he's smirking. Or yeah. like when he suggests Draco, he tells Draco to do the Seposantia. Yeah, uh, yeah, all that stuff. He's he openly favors the Slytherins. Slytherins yeah, and in the 
Oh my god, I'm sorry to keep on going to fan fiction, but in in fact fiction in fan fiction it's explained differently in that he sees how unfairly these Slytherins are treated. Okay, like, yes, there okay. are some bad apples. Yeah, but you find bad apples in each house. That's true. Yeah, That's true. But there are other good like Peter Pettigrew is a yeah, good yeah, example. Yeah. Gryffindor, but he turned out exactly. to be a traitor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That in in fan fiction it's like it is where to protect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that they know that you know they are loved. Like when they come from ah, home, okay. Uh, maybe their parents are death Man, you read too much fan fiction yeah. about Slytherin okay. being good. <laughs> I need to read this fan fiction. <laughs> so what I'm trying to ask you is, do you feel like, fan fiction aside, let's push that to the side, mm-hmm. but do you feel that maybe Snape was just playing a role in this moment? In terms of defending I, them? No, no. no in, okay. No, no, in I terms get- of like the, him being a former... I suppose Slytherin I'm sorry, this is a spoiler. Yeah. Slytherin, like oh. Death Eater and stuff like oh, okay, that. Okay, okay. Was just this him playing Oh, okay, I get you, I get you. So, as in, he was being the double agent. Yes. But yes. I don't know if he was at this stage because Voldemort wasn't back yet. So, if he was, he would only have been satisfying Draco or Crab and Goyle in terms of them going and telling their parents mm-hmm. that Snape is... Um, on our side or whatnot, because at that time, really, the Death Eaters had disbanded. They'd lost their relevance. You know, it had been what twelve years now. It would have been, and since Voldemort died, because Harry was one when he was killed, and he's twelve years. years. So yeah. eleven, twelve years now yeah. since you know Voldemort's yeah. death. Oh, death in quotation marks. Yeah. So in this moment, I don't know if he was essentially playing a role, because then that would mean it's a, because I feel like he would have Dumbledore had locked him in from day one, to be like, you did this, so I'm going to use you as a double agent. Yeah. But was he still playing that role for this entirety that Harry was... No, no, I know, feel like his, his hatred for Harry was just genuine. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, no, but the but double I mean, agent... Yeah. But the double agent, but I think that probably starts more around the fourth book okay. when Voldemort actually is coming oh, back. Okay, yeah, but yeah. Personally, because I'm trying to think how that would make sense in the continuity of the story and yeah i don't know because at this stage voldemort doesn't look like he's coming back and especially at this second like second book when they kill the horcrux mm. it almost seems like voldemort is not coming back and that's why i think in the third book she had a different villain altogether yeah because at this stage voldemort is kind of like gone in terms of his soul yeah. in the school yeah. but then yeah i don't know yeah I, that's a really interesting question but maybe i'll reframe it when we get to like the fourth book and i see how snape is acting yeah and, which i think he'll still be very mean but so, yeah. second question is, so considering the way the Slytherins are treated, would you then want for if they do maybe another movie series, which mm-hmm. I hope not, is like you, I feel like we've already done the movie. Yes. I like the, okay, I have my likes and, and dislikes for the movies, mm-hmm. but I like them like that. That's yes. the movie. That's true. That's, the That's movie true. Movie I can go first. revisit yeah, them yeah, and enjoy yeah, them yeah, as they yeah, are. Yeah, I don't yeah. have another movie done, so yes. TV show. So then would you like them to reframe the way they uh, portray the Slytherins? Yes, I would. I, I It might be a departure from this book series, mm. but I think it would be a welcome departure for me because I feel like, by the time we get to the seventh book, especially the seventh movie, like they're like, oh, the Slytherins, oh, Professor Slughorn, take the Slytherins. I don't know if this is how it happens in the books, mm. but at least from what I remember in the movie, it's almost like the Slytherins are just the villains, take them away. Like it just didn't make sense for me. Like, oh, they is were against it. Because what, what happens is when Harry comes back and he's, not, a lo- not when he comes back after dying, but just when he comes into Hogwarts, like after 
being on the run and then he comes into he infiltrates Hogwarts or whatever and they're in the great hall there's a scene where I think Voldemort calls out and says give me Harry and this girl is like get him like a, a Slytherin oh, girl yes, yes. and I'm like Really though, I I don't I don't see that happening because these are all kids. Like they yeah, don't yeah. know what's going on, yeah, and yeah. not all of their parents are Death Eaters. Yes, it's, yes. I would think like one percent of their kids in Slytherin have Death Eater parents because mm-hmm. that's how little the band is. Yeah. Even though the movie portrays Death Eaters as being hundreds of thousands of no, there's like a few Death Eaters out there. Anyway, and how can they all be coming from Slytherin? Exactly, like, no, it, it, some of them were in the other exactly. houses. There wouldn't yeah, be. There would. Yeah. It would. It has to make sense for them to be in other houses because mm. not all Hufflepuffs are meek and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They would have. Mm-hmm. And so, back to your question, I think, yeah, I would want them to be reframed like a little bit better. Like, I think just for it to be sure to work like that as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah. would need like a Draco being there and potentially having a love story with freaking Hermione. Okay, like I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised, <laughs> honestly. What no, did you hear that? I know, right? This no, is no, no. What I'm saying is, that's how TV like, shows, especially if it's a YA TV show, yeah, if it's yeah, true yeah. to YA culture, uh, yes, yes, yes. not that, because Harry Potter sort of transcends YA because it sort of mm-hmm. came before the big Twilight YA stuff. Mm-hmm. But if it's true to its nature as a young adult teen book, it would have those messy storylines, like your Riverdales and whatnot, all those TV shows that happen. And we know if a certain uh, network gets oh, its hands please, on it. Please, 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 <laughs> do not get this. WC, do not get oh, this. Oh, oh, WC. Oh. <laughs> Why am I not... Did you not hear me just say a certain network? You finally actually say it. I, I say it backwards. I said back, I said WC. Remember? Okay, yes. all right. So oh, you said a certain if, network. So that's even more specific. If whatever network actually gets what this is, <laughs> I want a job as a writer, like you know. So do not clap me in with this other. But girl. we are allowed to talk about companies, you know that, right? They won't sue us or anything. Like, if they do, we will defend ourselves. <laughs> but for now, I think we'll take a break and just yep. come back to you guys in a moment. And we're back. Um, so, Tinashe, we're not, we're not going to talk about what surprised us, right? What we remembered differently or had forgotten or surpassed our expectations. So, I'll let you go first. What surprised you about this book in particular? Or within um, the book, plot lines book, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that kind of surprised me... Um, I think I'd forgotten, like... The movies being the last thing that I watched, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, Harry is portrayed in a certain way, right? But I feel like some things are missing. Mm. And in reading the book, I, it's like, you know, it was just like uh, meeting Harry again. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Getting to know him. Like, mm. he's got his sassy side. Mm-hmm. He's got his humorous side. He can be a little bit... bit um, sarcastic a little bit cruel sometimes <laughs> yeah he's like he's a whole person yes that's like, true that's person, true right? that's true um so there was a part where he was laughing at the ridiculousness of his family at dudley and um i don't think i actually rem- remember exactly what he was laughing about um but i feel like um 
the movies and the and, and fan fiction kind of clouded my mind mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. into understanding Harry as a person. I think cuz I think cuz um <laughs> it's all right just think of the point. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm not wondering. <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to I educate can't. Her. Okay, I can I can I can move on to my point if you yeah, want to yeah, so that we yeah, can yeah, yeah just yeah. I yeah sorry I'm so lazy. <laughs> that button is too far. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hate you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but hey, this is how people know it's authentic. Oh my god, now I'm just kidding. But um for me, a surprise was the order of events like what you're saying, but in a different way in the sense that certain things either happened for me better in the film sometimes mm, than they mm. isn't remembering them better in the film than I yeah. did in the book but in the sense that I also liked how they were portrayed in the film because that's how that's my most you know relevant image like what you're saying the pudding when Drob- Dobby drops it I didn't realize it was just he drops it onto the floor instead of dropping it onto the lady's head like it is in the film because in the ah. film he drops it onto the visitor's head yeah, lady yeah, whatever yeah, and I yeah. just think that's funnier to be honest with you mm, than mm, just dropping mm, it on the floor yeah, yeah. and then the car coming before they face Aragog so the car shows up and they think it's a scary thing and then they discover it's a car mm-hmm. and they go into the forest they do whatever they do with Aragog is they about to be getting eaten the car then comes and rescues them but in the film I like that it's kind of like the car then just comes and rescues them and you're like oh my god the car is still there so it's more of like a surprise yeah, appearance yeah, yeah. rather than you've seen the car and then it sort of saves them but you're like oh it was, in the back of your mind it's like oh the car is going to come the card's gonna because you, in a way, because you're rereading it, it's less of a surprise moment, like when they're yeah. about to be eaten by the spiders, yeah. anyway. Yeah. And then also, sometimes the descriptions of the book for the action sequences are a little bit short, and I use primarily like when they're talking about Quidditch, like the Quidditch game for me is so long in the in the movies, uh, and then yeah, in the book it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. it was flying, the snitch was flying by Draco's head, Harry turned, and the bludger came, and then he just grabs the snitch, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's it, that's done. Is it, is it, like, does this so, speak to how fast paced the game yes, is? Yeah, yes, yes, I think, and I think it, it just shows you how hard it is to describe action sometimes in a like word yeah, book yeah, format yeah, and then yeah. to show because obviously we're showing you have all the liberty so yeah that's yeah. a surprise for me just how sometimes I remember and that's not to say the film is better than the movie but just how sometimes the film portrays certain things kind of resonated a bit more with me than the way they were described just that like with the pudding that you're talking about mm-hmm. they took liberties in how they interpreted that scene and the way they did it was much more funny yeah, yeah very true very true so what I was saying like uh, for instance <laughs> like apparently um, what I was saying about Harry being more like three dimensional in the in the I hope I'm using the right term yeah <laughs> because I'll be just saying words and shit <laughs> um, but apparently in the first couple of weeks when he's yeah. back from school he uh, apparently Harry enjoys muttering nonsense under his breath and watching Dudley tearing it oh, out oh yes yes yeah, yeah. As, as fast as his fat legs can take him I'm <laughs> like hey you call him fat Harry <laughs> wow Big he's person. very yeah he's very <laughs> he's, he's, his humor is very not mean spirited I feel like that's more Draco but I feel like he definitely has that undercut in him like when he's Especially with the Dursleys. Yeah. It's the only way he can have a backbone, you know, like the Dursleys are bullies as hell. Like, what the hell? And I, I put this as a surprise. Like, um, like, did Dobby know or understand that the diary was a Horcrux? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Because it says, because um, he says, this is at the beginning. Yeah. Later on, when you read it, he, because he says later on, like, you know, when he's freed uh, Dobby, is it? Mm hmm. 
that uh and Harry's trying to understand like so what you say yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you did this what were you trying to do blah 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 uh and he said um and Harry had asked him is it he who must not be named mm. and 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 Dobby said that it's not he who must not be named um but it is like he was trying to hint at Tom Riddle as in he, the name yeah, of yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so in this part, this is right at the beginning of mm. the chapters. Uh, I think this is chapter one or two. Yeah, when he, when, he, when I'm asking, like, so that did Dobby know? Because he says there are powers Dumbledore doesn't, uh, yeah, or, something like that. or powers that no wizard should perform, mm-hmm. no decent wizard should perform. Yeah. But so did he kind of know? Did he sense? I, I don't the think he was. No, no, I don't think it was so much sensing. I think he just was listening. Because if you remember, if he's a house elf mm. and the Malfoys just treat him as trash, that means they say anything and they don't expect him to divulge anything because he's their servant or their slave. I think it's more Lucius possibly knowing the power of the diary, mm. as in writing into it, mm. maybe potentially getting certain instructions from the diary to be able to give it to um, to Ginny or passing it on to Ginny or wanting to get rid of the diary from his house because he knows the power it can have. I don't think Lucius knew because I don't think Lucius would have known that it's a Horcrux. I don't think that's something Dumbledore. Sorry. Oh, because I remember. I remember. I remember. Oh, sorry. Speaking away from the no, mic. No, that's okay. I remember uh, Voldemort being angry later on. Yeah, that he yeah. gave away the diary, yeah, not yeah, knowing yeah. what he was. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think Do- Dobby knew it was bad. I just think Dobby knew that Lucius was about to wanted something bad to happen that involved Voldemort as Tom Riddle. And therefore, the diary was like a way to do that. In and a I way, think, get rid of. Yes, Dumbledore yeah. I, I, as well. I don't think Dobby knew that he yeah. was a Horcrux. It would have been then because then it's an open secret in a way. Like because the way they struggle to find out what Horcruxes are in the books. Remember when they're trying to research in the library or something? I think it's in the seventh. Like, I remember there's a line where Hermione's trying to hint that she researched and she couldn't find much information about yeah. Horcrux or something. Yeah, 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 that's how much of an like. A secret it is. Not many people even know it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. So no, you I thought I, you thought it he was? I don't know. Because uh, as I was reading, I'm like, does he know it's a Horcrux or does he sense some kind of dark magic? Because their magic is different from Yeah, uh, oh, that is true. Yeah. That is yeah, true. Yeah. Their magic is different from wizards. That is true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's an interesting question. Maybe, maybe by the time we get to like... This, you know, later on in the books, we'll see how much they touch on Horcruxes and how they resonate with people. And then maybe we'll, we'll see. I was going to say, for me, another surprise was Harry receiving um, the letter in terms of... So does the ministry... Because I always thought the ministry tracked each witch or wizard, right? I always thought they had like a little... If you think of like a an old school map with like little dots on it, they would have like mm-hmm. a little dot at like Privet Drive. That's Harry's dot. Mm-hmm. But clearly, it seems whenever magic is performed in someone's household that's underage, mm. they pick it up. Yeah. So does that mean p- kids with parents that are wizards, if they perform magic, how do they pick that up? Because for me, the way it's, it reads is that they, he gets a letter, but he, clearly he didn't perform the magic. It was Dobby. So is it that elves are not tracked? So therefore, because Harry was the only known magic entity yes, at that house. Yes. yes. Okay. I feel, cool. I feel like in that way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I could have, I, I could have misinterpreted it as like a plot hole in the sense that, does that mean that the ministry just picks up magic performances and I feel everywhere? Like maybe and like kids. But your, yeah, your, your explanation makes is sense. Is the wand registered? It's like you get the wand, and then it does register through the ministry that. Harry's one, and they know, yeah. But then I, I, but I he feel didn't like, perform I feel, anything yeah, with yeah. the wand. Though. I feel like people like 
Draco, uh, who are in a big wizarding family. Well, oh, big, yeah, more influential. He, yeah, yeah. That he could perform magic. People in a big family like the with the Weasleys, I mean. Uh, probably Harry, not Harry. <laughs> Ron and Ginny. Ron and Ginny could probably perform yeah. magic and they wouldn't know where it's coming from. Especially if they're using their brother or sister. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it would be hard to pinpoint. I feel with Harry, it was more that because one, he was in a muggle house and magic was performed but they didn't know who because elves are not tracked yeah okay that makes more sense because i was like "Mm." yeah okay yeah that's that's my that was just my question so my other surprise surprise question was um or something that i realized that Mm. i hadn't picked up on was that harry actually wasn't um they didn't get the Quidditch Cup in the f- in in the first semester. No, no, in, oh, in the first book, mm-hmm. because Harry was in hospital, so he didn't actually. Oh, participate yeah, they didn't win the Quidditch. Last, yeah, oh, yes. he actually didn't participate in the large Quidditch yes, match yes, because yes, he yes. was in hospital. That's true. Yeah. Also, they only got the House Cup, but not the Quidditch Cup. Yes. So this time they didn't even get the Quidditch Cup because there was no Quidditch oh, match. Oh, because the that's end. why in the sixth book he kisses Ginny. If you if, if I distinctly remember, it's because they haven't actually. They've always never sorry, won the I Quidditch went, Cup. I just went, sorry, 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 sorry. If you don't like, it's not about Harry Ginny shipping. It's yeah. more that's now I understand they win the Quidditch Cup in mm. the sixth book because all this time there's always been something going on Happening. in the third book. I can't remember he faints or something. So that's probably oh, that's why the, he doesn't. Dementors earn. I think Quidditch yeah. is suspended. Yeah. Fourth book, there's no, no Quidditch. Quidditch. Fifth book, there is Quidditch, but I can't remember what happens. But they don't get the Quidditch Cup because yeah. that's when Ron starts playing. But they don't get the Quidditch Cup. Yeah. And in the sixth book, they finally win the Quidditch Cup. But yeah. they've always been winning the House Cup. Yeah, it's not the Quidditch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sorry, that's, that was yeah, another that's kind of surprise. That's true. I'm like, I, I'm like, ah, oh, so he wasn't there. Mm, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, Ginny, I, I, another surprise was. So if Ginny had forgotten the diary, we might not have had a second book because technically, and she gets the she gets the diary when they go to the diagonally shopping t- mm. trip, whatever. Then she starts writing in it for that whole month. Mm. Uh, we can allude, mm. and then when they're leaving, they have there's that funny montage or scene where they're like all forgetting things and they have to keep driving back. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. one of the moments is written as Ginny, they drove back because Ginny had forgotten her diary. Yes. So had she forgotten the diary, we probably would not have had chambers opening and Tom Riddle coming back. And I'm so, just saying, it's so funny that, that, that little line is written in there, but I always, I kind of read it as, Oh, so if Ginny had just forgotten her diary, then yeah, that's, it wouldn't have but, happened. Yeah. And that, and the fact that, um, when she threw it away, when she realized what was happening, yes. that it just so happens Harry is there to yeah, pick it up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. then yeah. if Harry hadn't picked it up, then we wouldn't. Yeah, it's very interesting. Even uh, Tom Riddle is like, imagine my surprise that when the next person who picks up my. It's, yeah, it's you. It's exactly yeah, the person he wants yeah. to be talking to. And then how I said before how I was going to, how I mentioned how I wanted to bring up the Weasleys in reference to Ginny, mm. I want to award them. The award of being the worst brothers of the year award. Seriously, these brothers, <laughs> your little sister is suffering, and yes. they were oblivious. Okay, but like that's just like a guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Percy is full on snogging this girl. Fred and George are playing tricks. Ron is doing whatever he's doing. Worst brothers of the year. Okay, yes. your little sister is suffering, and they didn't even notice. So yeah, that yeah. for me, it's just not so much of a surprise as it is more like a. Actually, it is a surprise. So it's more like, wow, I didn't, under, I didn't realize how much they were ignorant to the fact that Ginny was just yeah suffering from all of this. Yeah, that was it's funny. 
I don't know if this is odds and ends or it's a surprise. Okay, now we can mix it all up. <laughs> why is low cut everywhere? <laughs> no, tell me. Why is the, yeah. why is he oh, everywhere? It is a Harry surprise, is. Eh? Yeah. That's true. That's why is true. he everywhere? Harry is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry turns up to Hagrid's um, um, house. Lockhart is getting out of there. Yep. Harry's first hep- hep- <laughs> hepology class. Yeah. Lockhart is there. Harry is in the court. I think they're in the courtyard or somewhere. And Colin Creeve is trying to take his picture. And Draco shows up and yeah. whatnot. Guess who is there? Mr. Freaking yep. Lockhart. I feel like if he could have uh, done that obliviate thing on him, he would have done it. <laughs> he would have. He would have. To be the boy who lived. <laughs> He, he would have obliviated the whole wizarding world. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> to make, and then also the elves. I didn't realize. Um, yes, we know the elves work in the kitchens, right? Mm. But the moment you realize that they do, or at least you start realizing, wait, so how does the food in Hogwarts work is when Ron and Harry are eating the sandwiches early on. You know how they missed the first feast? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like the food just kept refilling itself. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. So that's kind of when the beginnings of the elves working in the kitchen starts. And it's kind of yeah, like McGonagall yeah. being instructed by Dumbledore to go and, you know, tell the kitchens to prepare the feast or whatever. But they're not being mentioned as being actual workers in the in the kitchens. So I think that's why it becomes such a shock to Hermione to think when she discovers it in the fourth book, which I cannot wait for because Spew, come on. I know people don't care about Spew sometimes and they say, oh, it's not really a necessary plot point. That's why I was skipped in the movies. I personally love that Hermione who was like, such I'm an gonna, advocate When I reread again, I'm just going to, I don't even know if I felt any type of way mm. about it. Myself. No, it's, not, it's yeah. just more like, I just love that it showed a little bit extra of what Hermione is all about. So that elves part getting touched on, I was just a surprise. Like, oh yeah, that's kind of the beginnings of the Hermione maybe potentially noticing that. How does the food just freaking reappear? Because the boys, the way it's described is like, they just keep eating these sandwiches because they mm. keep reappearing. So to them, it's like... <laughs> Until they're full. Yes. Yeah. And they, yeah. they don't even yeah. care. They don't even care. Um, the other thing, so the the black cabinet that Dracos, that we see in Borken and Burks, mm-hmm. that's the vanishing cabinet. Yeah, it right? is. Yeah, so is. there's a scene where um, Filch Filch catches Harry. Uh, oh, yes. Harry is coming back from the... Oh, yes. And then there's a dropping of a vanishing cabinet as well. Yes. 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 Yeah. I don't think the vanishing cabinet dropped. But is it, did it drop? I can't remember. Something about some is it rackers. Supposed, is it not supposed to be in the room of requirements? That's the thing. I don't know if that's necessarily also going to be now hinting at the second one being in Hogwarts. But I'm guessing that is it. Yeah. But I, I don't know then how it relocates. Maybe... That's how it ends up in the room of requirements. Maybe Filch no, wants to. I, yeah, it, I think it says, um, uh, what's his name? Nearly Headless Nick um, gets Pivots to go through the vanishing cabinet. Mm-hmm. What drops, I don't think it's the vanishing cabinet. But anyway, if, even if it is, is it the same vanishing cabinet that then we see later on in the books? Uh, is it the one I would like the to room? assume so because then, the room of but then, later? then Mr. Weasley, this is where I'm, I'm a bit confused now because the movie or the book, mm. because in the movie, Mr. Weasley goes, there was a lot of these vanishing cabinets that became like a fad or something ah. for people to use. So it could have been one of many okay. or it could have been the one. Okay. But I guess since we're sort of giving, um, JKR props for like you know dropping hints and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a hint that there is a vanishing cabinet mm-hmm. in Hogwarts, and maybe mm-hmm. by the sixth book, if we remember this, we will try to look out for it and think 
how did it get there if they yeah. mention it if that's yeah. possible yeah. yeah and then also for me going back to the elves as a surprise Dobby operating into Hogwarts. How does that work? Because you cannot operate as Miss Hermione Granger loves reminding people. You cannot operate. You cannot fly into. You cannot appear some other way. Which is why Draco struggled with the vanishing. You know, trying to figure out how to get the Death Eaters in. So how does Dobby come into Hogwarts? Because the Kitchen Elves, if they could operate, they could just leave. Because clearly Dobby has the power to just operate. So if they really could just pop in and out of Hogwarts, what would stop them from popping in and out of Hogwarts as the kitchen of, let's just say. And then also, how, because how then how, how does he go between the Malfoy Manor to Hogwarts kind of thing? Just a question to you, like how do you think it works at Dobby? Did, that, did you come across a line I, that said Dobby I, walked into Hogwarts? No, 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 no. It just says he appeared. So I'm guessing it's just that thing where we said their magic works differently okay. from uh, wizards. I can, and then I can the thing of what you're saying about the um, the elves in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. What reason would they have to leave? I suppose so. I suppose they would have permission. Like if then, how are the supplies coming to school for cooking and mm, all that stuff? So mm. I don't know how that's organized. Yes, but I feel like they would have permission to do that. Okay, from okay. Dumbledore, I suppose, okay. who's their master yeah. kind of yeah. thing. And then everything just falls back on the explanation that uh, she gave uh, J.K. That you know. Or maybe in the book somewhere that it says that oh, magi- yeah, their magic, magic works. Okay, in yeah. that case, I can just because I was like, oh my god, am I going crazy or do I not remember this plot pro- properly? But yeah, that's a good that's a good explanation. I mean, it was more a, a, a surprise in terms of just posing it as a question to even the audience to be like, how does it work? Was there a potential plot hole that um, J.K. I didn't realize she made? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, give, yeah. Uh, you said you're missing surprises and odds and ends. Oh, of sort yeah? of, but like I'm more actually. You know me. I did yeah. mine in order. You did so. yours. In, I'm so yeah. disorganized. I'm sorry, darling. Yeah, I can't, I'm going to in the order of surprises at the moment. <laughs> I know I've said this already before. I'm going to try to be more organized as we go forward. <laughs> I won't say anything. I've tried yeah, to. Yeah. Um. I found this funny, just like as a side mm-hmm. note, uh, Ron saying, I think it was Ron, yeah, Ron saying that, yeah, it is Ron, saying Lockhart will sign anything if it stands still long enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but always, why are people trying to maim Harry as he's playing Quidditch? Why can't the boy play a nice clink? Why? Literally. Yes. Literally. Book one, book two, book three is going to be the same. Oh, my God. Seriously. And then also for me, it's funny. It's a surprise in terms of what I remember from the movie. And they cut this completely because they cut this character. Mm. Professor Be- Bins? Is it Bins or is it yeah. Beans? How do you say it? Bins. Beans. Be- because it's B-I-N-N-S. Yeah. So is it beans? The, the end. Okay, Professor Beans. Okay, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Beans, beans, binny, binny. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, he's the one that actually tells them about the Chamber of Secrets. And for me, it actually makes sense because he is the, what is it called? History of Magic? Is that yeah. the class? He is the History of Magic professor. So in a way, he would be an authority on some of these things. Mm-hmm. But I think what I find funny is that it literally says, for the first time, <laughs> it says <laughs> something happened that had never happened before. Yes. Hermione put up a hand yes. in his class, which shows you that even Hermione, studious as she is, yes. does not care for history of magic. Yes, okay, yes. but I just love that he, he, it's a surprise in this. I was like, oh, in the book, in the movie, obviously it's McGonagall because 
you can't bring in Professor Beans all of a sudden. Well, it's McGonagall. Yeah, it's McGonagall. I kind of forgot that. Because yeah, uh, they cut the Beans character completely. Uh, they don't even have him. So. Apparently, yeah. P- 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 Peeves as well. Peeves oh, yeah, they, no, they don't have Peeves he's at all. Not, he's out Peeves there. Is not yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not there. Um, what I also found funny is that he kept on calling the students the wrong name. And oh, yeah. Hermione didn't care. <laughs> Hermione just, they all just wanted to get their answers. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and uh, like I said before, with the just the surprise of like seeing some of the action, the description of Quidditch is not the same as seeing it played. I would much rather see the movies do Quidditch than see the book. But I, I can read picture it, I mean. it in my mind. But I, now I don't know if it's because it's helped by me having watched. Yeah, Quidditch I think for me, I found that it's yeah. been helped by me watching the movie rather than going off the description. Not to say J.K. is not a visual descriptive person, but it's just more. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't really sort of feel the action kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. It, I, I think it's just something that's better portrayed on screen. So, that's good. And like I said, the use of Expelliarmus. Oh, my God. That's what I wanted to touch on. So, I said the use of Expelliarmus becomes more prominent, right? Because it becomes Harry's signature. He uses it about two or three times. But what I don't understand, and this is what I don't know, if it is a result of what has happened in the what J.K.R. did in the books that then affected the movies or whatever. Is it a disarming spell alone? Or does it also have this force field nature to it? Because here's why I say this. Sometimes they say, Expelliarmus. They catch the wand. Nothing happens to the person who's standing there. Mm. Sometimes they say, Expelliarmus. The person gets thrown backwards or something or forced against the wall in the sense that they get pushed by some force field or something. Mm. Not not force field in the literal sense, but just some force pushes them. So I'm like, what exactly does the spell do? When, it dis- like, when you cast Expelliarmus, are you just disarming whatever someone is holding or does the force used behind it have so much extra power that it put? Because the reason why I say this, mm. in the movies... Expelliarmus then becomes this whole jumbo mumbo thing. Like sometimes they say Expelliarmus and it pushes someone back. Sometimes they say Expelliarmus and it disarms. But then I'm also reading the book and it's kind of doing the same thing. Like literally the first time they use yeah. Expelliarmus, yeah. when Snape uses it, it pushes Lockhart back so far. And yes, his one gets disarmed. So I don't know. Like I, I feel like um, that goes to the like the um, the theory is. The intention of the person doing okay, the spell, cool, cool. the power they put behind it, yeah, and I, I think just those two things. Because Snape hated look at it, yeah, point, yeah. So he just wasn't looking to disarm him. Okay, oh, sort of he, like he oh, was, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I think power and intention behind the because spell. like sort of like the key, the, the 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 what are they called? The curses? What are they called again? Uh, Unfor- the, the unforgivable. Ca- the yeah, unforgivable curses. curses. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you want to do Avada uh, Kedavra. Forbidden curses. <laughs> <laughs> they are forbidden, but you know, it's not yes. forbidden for us. Yes. But so I guess if, in the same way that Harry wanted to torture Bellatrix, I think in the fifth mm, book, mm. he didn't have enough power behind his Cruciatus. He didn't have so he didn't, motion as okay, well. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so if that you frame it that way, that works better for yeah. me. Because I just feel like... When we watch the movies, mm. I'm going to be having a good time. Yeah. Because they just sometimes when I'm like, is that not Expelliarmus to disarm? So why yeah. is it doing the, But I think, okay, you're right. I think That's why some people can't okay. even do like those spells. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because they don't have the intention they require and the power. The, intention, yes. the, the emotion, the hatred yes. behind them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Actually, speaking of spells, really should watch A Discovery of Witches. Random recommendation drop in there, but it's a really good show. Okay. Yep. It's romantic. It's got witches. You've watched Vampire Diaries. It's mm. got a vampire and it's got a vampire. 
Bonnie and Damon. Uh, literally on the screen. So oh, really? Literally. It's a witch and a vampire getting together. And it's like forbidden in terms of their love, not meant to happen, star-crossed lovers and everything. And they get together. So random. Is it interracial? No, actually. It's just white people. But how can I relive my Bonnie and Damon? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> you oh, said literally Bonnie, Bonnie Damon in the book then. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it is Bonnie and Damon. She's a witch. She's a vampire. Yeah. Come on. Uh, but anyway, no, this is just a digress. I mean, um, me digressing. Another thing that you were surprised by or... We're about to get into odds and ends, so if you have a lot less surprises and a lot more odds and ends, then we can just wrap I think, up into I that. think we see more of, like, every time that something happens to Harry that's suspicious, like, you know, how the people around him react and yeah. sort of isolate him. So yeah. we saw that happening in the first book. And then now again, with the after the dueling, um, dueling thing. Yeah, dueling club. Yeah, Dueling club, okay. Side yeah. note. Yes. Thank you. I think you're going to say exactly what I'm thinking. Probably. No, no, it's not. It's not. But I don't know. Maybe it is. But who? Uh, what's his name? Locker says he went to Dumbledore it, to get permission <laughs> to do this class. And Dumbledore exa- gave him permission. I told you you were thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I'm like, thank God Snape was there. Literally, <laughs> Dumbledore, sir. Dumbledore, sir. Where I in th- the world? I think maybe. McGonagall could have done a better job. Honestly. Professor Fletchwick, <laughs> who does whatever he does, charms. Oh, my God. <laughs> who is giving this man permission to do anything? His first class, his Ooh. first class, he was asked, none of his class. Ooh, his first class, when he let the pixies out, he actually says to them, wait, <laughs> let me find it. I'll, I'll find the book reference for you too if that's quicker, but I know what you if mean. If you can find it. Oh my God. If you can find it, because he says to the class, like, beware, these are. Oh, please, I want to read it. Can you find it? Lock Lockhart, their first defense against the Dark Arts class? Yes. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming back to the chapter and I'm seeing when is Gildroy Lockhart's birthday and what would his ideal gift be? <laughs> this guy is so funny. He's so funny. Oh yeah, freshly caught Cornish pixies. So what did you want to know? What line did you want to know? Um, like when he starts, um, when he's talking, because the, the class is kind of, uh, they're all looking at him kind of strangely except like Hermione and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So I think maybe it's the, bottom of that page mm-hmm. towards the end where he's saying to the class when well, now everybody's like oh it's like he's got this creature oh yeah and yeah. then Seamus Finnegan couldn't control yes, yes 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 <laughs> yes and, and then um, well then they're not very dangerous are they whatever and then um, Lockhart is like don't be so sure devil devilish tricky little blight as they can be and then he's like right then let's see what you make of them and then he opened the cage no 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 there was start pandemonium start before he opens Okay, so he's like, oh yeah, he's like, excellent, quite excellent. Take blah blah blah. He bent down his desk and lifted a large covered cage onto it. Now, be warned, it is my job to arm you against the foulest (laughs) creatures known to wizard kind. You may find yourselves facing your worst fears in this room. Know only that no harm can be can befall you whilst I'm here. All I ask is that you remain calm. In spite of himself, Harry leaned around his pile of books because he was trying to block the view of Lockhart Uh. for a better look at the cage. Lockhart placed a hand on the cover. Dean and Seamus had stopped laughing now. 
Neville was cowering in his front seat, front row seat. I must ask you not to scream, said Lockhart in a low voice. It might provoke them. If the whole class held its breath, Lockhart whipped off the cover. Yes, he said dramatically, freshly caught Cornish pixies. Seamus Finnegan couldn't control himself. He let out a snort of laughter, which even Lockhart couldn't mistake for a scream of terror. Yes, he smiled at Seamus. Well, they're not, they're not very dangerous, are they, I remember reading that and I just could not stop laughing because he set it up like, like, so like well. these were dangerous creatures that he was about to come yeah, up with. Yeah, like yeah. the whole class is going to be shocked. Like that's why Remus Lupin is the best defense against yeah. the dark yeah. teacher. Yeah, literally. literally. And even yeah. close second is Mad-Eye Moody, like yes. as in body crouch. Yes, even though he yes. was personifying someone, yes. Yes. he actually taught them way more than any yes. of these teachers yes. taught them. Literally. Yes. I think this, Snape also got a chance to be the defense Snape against is, but for some reason in the Half-Blood Prince, we don't really get as many of his lessons. Yeah. We don't really get many of his lessons because it, it it's so, we, we, when we get to, we'll figure out yeah. why yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't get as many yeah. of his lessons. But he would have been just as good of a teacher, if not yeah. better, because he's a, a dark death eater taught practicer. them better than him. Exactly. Honestly. Oh my God, what I'm actually waiting for How is in the... get the job? <laughs> because Dumbledore said there was no one else who oh, could yes. take the job. Not Dumbledore. Hagrid. Hagrid was like, no one else was willing to take the job. But I was going to say, I'm actually willing to, waiting, I can't wait for us when we watch the film. And then that scene happens. And yeah. instead of him saying freshly caught Cornish pixies, it's Seamus who's laughing going, freshly caught Cornish pixies. <laughs> and he's like laughing at it. And I'm like, oh my God. I miss these side characters. So I guess for me, a quick like, wrap no, no, up. No, but to I got sidetracked. I was... Oh yeah, you were saying Gilderoy and going to do the dueling club. But then I don't know how you got to that. Sorry. Because uh, I said side note. And yes, I don't know my brain the... truly made it a yeah, side note. Literally. And made it a main <laughs> note. Now I can't even remember what I wanted to talk about. We to... <sighs> I don't know. Wow. You can't remember? I can't remember Because I've already flipped the pages and I was trying to look for the part oh, that I was... No, I can't. Yeah. Maybe when we listen back, we'll be like, oh, that's what you wanted to say. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't do that now. Yeah. But I think to wrap up, so we can wrap up this segment as well. For me, the movie design of the entrance to Dumbledore's office tripped me up. Because then when I saw Harry describing it as this ugly gargoyle thing, jumping aside, and they went up the stairs, and then there was a griffin door knocker, I was like, no, I want the griffin, like the actual bird. Because, like, okay, in the book, they go to the Dumbledore's door, mm. they knock on the door, and that mm. door knocker is the griffin. The griffin being the half eagle, half lion creature. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, the griffin is the whole statue that moves when they go up the stairs. So for uh, me, I'm just like, it just tripped me up to be like, oh, I totally remember that. So different because of the movie. So what so do you like then? I think the movie portrayal because it's like cooler, you know, it's <laughs> yes. cooler. And yeah. then also Snape enjoying taunting Harry, like you were saying before, just shows, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. But then also he shows some humanity. I was surprised when Ginny is being described as being and as being kidnapped. Mm. Apparently, J.K. describes him as like holding like tightly onto the back of the chair, sort of like you know he's just as shocked to figure to find out that another student has been taken. Mm. And it kind of gives credence to your theory that maybe was he still a double agent? So he yeah. is technically still on Dumbledore's side. So he's mm. kind of like, oh my god, is Voldemort gaining power? But I don't know if he knew, but. Just kind of wondering if that's yeah. part of that. And then just to wrap up my surprise, the boys receiving 200 points each. Once again, Gryffindor just comes and takes it. Like literally sweeps. How is that fair? Literally. Is that, how is that fair? 
400 would, points no, to no, acu- no. Oh. Would another student been able to do that? Literally. Can you apply it to another student? Literally. Because in the last movie, they got 400, in the last book, so they got 400 something points as a whole house. So now imagine they got 400 points as two students. Not to mention the other house points they would have already accumulated. They would have yeah. had a thousand points by yeah. the end of the year. And then also receiving special awards though. That was nice. I, I forgot that I'd never actually realized they got special awards for service to the school oh, yeah. as Ron and Harry. So that's, well, that's another similarity that's cool. for Harry between yeah, Harry that's and true. Riddle, that's true. Yeah. And also that goes to show that they diminish Ron's character a lot because mm. even in the fifth book, we're going to touch on this when he becomes a prefect, he's already got some reasons why he should become a prefect. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. been in the, whatever, when in the first book when they go and face, you know, the mm. thing and he does the chess chess match. And then in this one, facing Voldemort in a way, like he's, that's why. Ugh. Anyway, that's for the movie. But you can go on with your surprises and then we can go to the next segment and hopefully wrap this up pretty soon before the two hour mark. Oh okay, yeah. No, no. Let, let's let's go on. I can't remember what I wanted to say. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. come back if you comes back. We'll come back to. You. I guess now the good, quick little um, segment that we have is on shipping. Not really, but if we just call it. I'll go down with this ship in the sense that this is also a book series that has very prominent ships out there. Some people are very vocal about their shipping. Like my sister Tinasha here is very vocal about her anti shipping. <laughs> And some people just don't care and some people are willing to hear things out. So we just thought, let's touch on any potential shipping things that would have happened in this book or anything that would have added to shipping. I think, I think I'll sense. start with uh, Ron and Hermione. Um, so seeing their relationship evolve from, um, yeah. I was about to say season one. Yeah, season one, definitely. From the first book, like where... Both Harry and, and and Ron didn't like Hermione, but Ron didn't like Hermione uh, in particular as well. And then them becoming friends. And then in the second book, he's more quick to jump to Hermione's def- defense. Like, yes, yeah, 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 yes. He's quick to overreact, like after the mud blood thing. Though Harry and, 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 and Hermione did not understand why everyone was up in arms. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Ron was so angry yep, that yep. he reeked. Hagrid even points it out later that it's better that the spellback fight. Imagine what Lucius Malfoy had been able to do. He yeah. would have got a new expel. That's true. Yeah, That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. And there are other instances where throughout the book where it's littered with Ron just being so not overprotective, but just, you know, he's just there to, 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 to Yeah, he cares a little bit yeah, more yeah, now. Yeah, 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 he cares yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. What's funny so is you can kind of see where it's, you know, maybe where the beginning the, yeah, sort yeah, of. The beginnings so, of but for you, are you like sort of feeling them, or is it more like you can just identify it? But I you're can not identify. Necessarily, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether I like it or not. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah I'll leave it I, I'm later, finding yeah. that I'm being hesitant to be like, oh my god, that's shipping. That's shipping because I feel yeah. like for the first three or four books, friendship. Yeah, it's very difficult. They're still little kids. I don't want to. I know they end up all together, but I don't want to them but for me what was an interesting i guess shipping thing was draco and hermione in the sense that no no no, no. i guess i should backtrack that for people that would be like ew what the heck are you talking about mm. yes they draco and hermione shippers out there but i've never actually understood the ship until now in the sense Ooh. that <laughs> i don't advocate for draco and hermione i've read draco and hermione fan fiction once in a while i'm all for crack shipping oh no don't yeah. get me wrong De- i love crack <laughs> shipping that's why I like Harry and yeah, Hermione together. Exactly. But the reason why I don't like um, 
uh, Harry and uh, not Harry. Oh, he you about the Harry and Ginny. Oh, oh, oh. oh. No, no, I was about to say Harry and Draco. <laughs> oh, this last shipping. Oh, okay, goodness okay. Me. The reason why I don't like Her- Hermione and, and Draco together, for me, the way he said mudblood mm. and the way, like, it was filled with such venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he, Ron explains what it is later on to them, like it's dirty blood and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's not. not, not I'm not saying it is my fellow brothers and sisters. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Power to the people. I was tired. We should go see that. Oh Power to the people. Oh but like maybe in that world, in that world, they say it's racism. Yeah. It's, maybe it's equivalent to the. All the other racist types, yeah, other, yeah, other derogatory yeah. terms that yeah. are used to describe a lesser, what they view as lesser, lesser people, race or people, race yeah, or yeah. people, minorities and whatnot. And for me, that was like, no, I, I just I, can't I, do I, it. I can't ship them. <laughs> I can't even crack ship yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I can now see, but that's for me. The, I, I, I can't necessarily ship them, but I can see where people who ship them would have mm. then reframed it. To be like, this or the is enemies love. To, yeah, enemies, enemies to, to love lovers. The boy who you hate, yeah. the boy who hates you in primary school, mm. grows up to love you in like in later high school or whatever. So I can sort of see where that comes from, but I I definitely don't advocate for it. So I'm just sort of uh-uh, seeing the no 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 on it, on it. If you love it, you love it. Don't backtrack. Uh-uh. Stop backtracking. I, like you, I love, love crack ships in terms of yeah. when I read the fan fiction. Mm. But in this book, do I ship Hermione oh, and Draco? Okay. No, not at yeah. all. But I do enjoy where, where identifying where people started to see Hermione and Draco together. Oh, it could have just been people like, hey, I don't want Hermione with Ron. I'd rather Hermione with Draco. So mm. it could mm. be just as simple as that. But I see the beginning. So is that it for shipping stuff? Uh, yeah. You don't want to talk about the Harry and Ginny of it all? Oh, no, 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 because for me, funny enough, Harry and Ginny, the, the hard thing about shipping them is that in these first three or four books until he really starts mm-hmm. seeing, especially because for me, the fifth book is when you really start seeing Harry noticing Ginny because he starts talking to her a lot more. So yeah. for these first four, I feel like Ginny was just like, no, Ginny. Harry was like, that's my friend's little sister yes and Ginny equally was like that's my crush but it was like a crush that every girl had yes essentially so shipping wise I can't speak of them in any substantial way because I feel like the only moment that I can allude to there's this article I came across back in the day when I was really like into fan fiction and stuff and this lady was trying to justify why Harry and Ginny work right and she was like one of the reasons she used them as working together is their humor they they both find certain things funny and the reason the line I can bring up is at the end when Harry goes, they were almost at King's Cross when Harry remembered something. Ginny, what did you say Percy, what did you see Percy doing that he didn't want you to tell anyone? Oh, that, said Ginny giggling. Well, Percy's got a girlfriend. Fred dropped a stack of books on George's head. head. What? It's that Ravenclaw prefect Penelope Clearwater. That's who he's been writing to, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And they sort of just laughed about that. So Mm. I feel like, over the series of books, when you're reading them, just look out for those lines where sometimes Harry and Ginny have a moment of like connection where they laugh at certain things that are similar. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could say maybe that's some of the connection points that they might have, but I don't see that as shipping. I yeah. don't mean as in romantic or anything. I just see it's them too as... too early in the... Yeah, I feel yeah. like G- Ginny's just maybe more comfortable now mm. with Harry. Yeah, yeah. Like 
to be able to talk I, to I, him. I think that's what's important in their relationship for her to get comfortable to treat him just yes. like any exactly. Pe- Ex- person. Exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I say I only can look at that ship from the fifth book onwards and it's like shipping them because mm. before that, he's just like this guy that's really famous and he's yeah. looking at her as like this l- little sister almost, mm. which is really weird to mm. say, but you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. dynamic. So yeah, I can't, yeah. As much as I love them as a couple, I would probably talk about Draco and Hermione more over the next couple of books because <laughs> they're just more there than there is for Ginny and Harry, which is really weird. It's, but it's, you even, say you talk more about Draco and Hermione more. Yeah, as in like, I can see myself talking more about that ship than oh, I would okay. about Ginny and Harry oh, okay. because there's well, not much Ginny and Harry. Especially the book, you're going to oh, really love yeah. it. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I can't be doing this to myself. Why am I crack shipping like this? Jesus. Mm. So it's crack shipping when it's, non canony like characters I feel like maybe there are more characters that you wouldn't necessarily put together. Oh okay. But maybe they've had some sort of interaction in okay, whatever okay. source material that mm-hmm, you're watching mm-hmm. them of the and you're like Mm. Okay. Like the way they talk to each other or yes, the way they look yeah. at each other. Mm. What yeah. did that mean? Uh, shipping That's is how correct shipping is. If, yeah. if you don't understand shipping, so all the listeners out there that are listening to us, hopefully. <laughs> just just read a fan fiction once in a while and you'll mm. get it. It's just shipping is the hardest thing. Like, honestly, the, high, yes. the way it breaks your heart sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Even more so than like family members dying. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds horrible. That's so true. true. But then, do you have any more to say on the shipping? And then oh, no. no. Okay, cool. So now we get to our odds and ends before we wrap up. So is there anything else, extra little things that you picked up on? Or other things that flowed from overflowed from certain segments that you want to just touch on. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking as I was reading that last uh, bit when they're in the Chamber of Secrets, and Harry uses the basilisk fang to um, stab uh, the diary. Mm. But why is it the thing that kills the diary? Do the ex- ever explain? Well, yeah, because the basilisk venom is like the sword of Gryffindor in terms of its power. It has similar properties in terms of being able to destroy Horcruxes. Because the Basilisk Venom is so strong that it can get that. I think that's why in the seventh book, they go back into the Chamber of Secrets Ah. to try to destroy, is it the Diadem or whatever, one of the Horcruxes. So yeah, Yeah. that's that's why. Basilisk Venom is very, very potent. Mm. So yeah. And then the part where Harry... um, did I say this already? Was that when we're taking a short break? Harry <laughs> flinging his wand to the side yeah. so <laughs> he can pick up Ginny and say, Ginny, are you okay? But not even. Yep. Did, at this point in time, he didn't know that Riddle yep. was there yep. and whatnot. Yep. Riddle was like chilling in yeah, the yeah, corner. Yeah. Because it actually, even, even when he realized Riddle is there, it takes him a little while to realize, no, Riddle is the villain here. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, there is a freaking. <laughs> yeah, snake running around, yep. not just any snake. Yep. This massive snake. At least he's got his wand on him. Yep, exactly. But it sounds like he actually kind of. He says he flung his wand exactly, aside. exactly. It's not like he put it beside him. <laughs> I feel like in the pocket, movie they do better by like having him placed it on the ground. It's exactly. bothering me. You, in saying that, I read a similar line about Ron when mm. they go and confront Lockhart. And they finally, like, when they expel Yamas' wand out of his arm, Ron chucks the wand out of the window. Do you know why he does that? So that they can open up the plot of Ron having his wand, Lockhart taking his wand from him mm. and using the Obliviate spell so that it can backfire on him. 
because if long no, had but that was smart still like, it was smart it was but I'm saying it's JKR yes. trying to find a way to make sure ah, that yes, yes, if yes, they get to yes. the point where they need to get rid of Lockhart it's not like he has his wand and he can defend himself yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. why I was like yeah. I see what you're doing here, JK. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, yeah, you're yeah. making it easier for yourself to like place certain things uh, in in the future. Oh my god! And also, I think as it ends for me, just quickly, couple more couple more points before you get to your own. Love that Ginny turned the diary into something that she can sort of let her anxieties out on. I know we talked about it taking out her soul and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but it makes sense because she has all these brothers. Nobody to talk to. Her mom, if she goes to, she'd be like, what are you talking about, Ginny? Your robes are fine. But like, she had this outlet to kind of like pour her soul, I suppose, into, but then it turned out to be this creepy thing. But I just kind of love that she turned into a diary. She turned the diary. She turned to the diary. Because I think most girls would love to have something to talk to or someone to talk to. So it makes sense for that. And then also, Harry always has a really good year, like start to the year. And then he turns to shit. Very quickly. You know what? I was reading the book, right? I'm in the middle of the... like. I'm now almost in the middle. Yeah. And things are still kind of going well-ish, mm. kind of. And I'm like, when does it start? Because yep. I know it's about to start, but honestly, I'm yeah. reading and I'm like, it still hasn't started. It still hasn't... Not that I'm not enjoying the book, but you're like, you know the story is about to yeah. come to a head. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then the yeah. Slytherin thing happens and he's... Busy speaking parcel tongue and stuff. Because mm. I love that even when they get to school, they're celebrated for like arriving in the flying car because it says when they go back into the common room, everyone is like, oh, sorry guys, that's my alarm. Um, when they go back into the common room, it's like everyone is celebrating them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just looking at the time, trying to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to breeze through these so that you can get to the end. So another odd and end, um, another part of the odds and ends for me is the teachers ganging up on Lockhart. I just thought that was funny. I know we already mentioned it, mm. but I enjoyed that he had been making their year oh my miserable. God. That's what I wrote. And the teachers ganging up on Lockhart. Literally, I was yeah. like, <laughs> they made his they they he made their year horrible, and they were like, "We've got you now." Like literally, like, like exasperated. I feel like that's one of the few moments when all the teachers band together. It's yes. not house house. This it's like, like I was surprised even with Professor Sprout. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Like, you know, <laughs> and then um. The ho- like, I was going to ask you this because I think all the other odds and ends that I had before we touched on, so I don't want to keep on going. And I guess also asking the, all the Aussies out there, at page 122 of the Bloomsbury version of the book, because mm. you know, there's the other scholastic version, so I don't know their page numbering, there's a title which is the same as that of an Australian town. Do you know what it is? Australian town? Yeah. JKR makes reference... To a book that has the same name as an Australian town. On page 122. Yeah. Clearly, as I'm asking this question, you can tell <laughs> I don't know shit. <laughs> she makes reference to a Wagga Wagga werewolf. Literally, oh, at page 122. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I, don't even think, I don't know if she just went on the internet or whatever she might have been writing on back in the day and said, let me find a name that rhymes and blah, blah, blah. And she found Wagga Wagga werewolf. And I was like... Australians out there, come on! Like you know, that, that's, that's out how she. You, you know, uh, what do you mean? I know. As in, as in you, is this like part of like you know this info that's out there that you know that's how she picked the name? Or oh no, 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 I'm just wondering how she got that name because it's a specific name. Like Wagga Wagga is like a town in this here Australian country. So that's that. That was my little, like, just I guess it could have been in the surprises, but I also thought just to wrap up, I I had that there. Just yeah, it was interesting to find that out. 
So anything else? Yeah, I don't know if I'd already mentioned uh but the legit legit Yeah, like that one. They're reading the mind power, guys. The Oklimethan legit. Yeah. The gilimethy. Yeah. Something like that. So we said about the Snape thing. Yeah. But then also about but then he said that maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. he couldn't read. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think there's an explanation for why mm-hmm. Snape knew that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of like foreshadowing for the future yes, kind of exactly, thing. exactly, yeah. exactly. But then there's also a scene with uh, Dumbledore where Dumbledore is asking Harry, is there something else that you want to tell me? And that sort of mm. triggers Harry to think it in yeah. his mind, right? Yeah. But it doesn't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But then I'm wondering, because... It's, there's always mention of how Dumbledore is looking at Harry, yeah. like this intense yeah. look, right? Is Harry, Dumbledore reading his mind? Because then Dumbledore didn't, as we say, that didn't care for Harry as much as he did later yes. on. So, yeah. so sort of so, saw him as a tool. Yeah, so definitely. So he just wanted to know what was happening, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that later on in the... I'm like, who tells the kids this? So when Harry and him. Harry and Ron are in Hagrid's heart, right? And Dumbledore comes, and then uh, Cornelius Fudge comes, and Lucius comes, right, to um, tell Dumbledore that for Hagrid is being sent off to Azkaban, uh, being picked up by Cornelius mm-hmm. Fudge. And then Lucius is coming to tell Dumbledore that he's been ex- uh, suspended. Mm-hmm. Um Dumbledore says words like "help" always comes to those who are sorry. Something yeah, people yeah. Be, if you're loyal, loyal to me, and yeah, whatnot. yeah. And he said it because he knew. Yes, ex- I that, said that yeah, because yeah, of yeah. the omniscience, yeah. he could see them. Yeah, could yeah. he see them in the room? <laughs> I, I think actually he does look somewhere where they mm, are, right? Mm. And so Harry, when Harry is in there in in the chamber of secrets, he defends Dumbledore, yes, right? Yeah, not knowing exactly. Yeah, he sort of like just sort of, of yeah, 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 and then for. Fox comes. Yes. Fox being the MVP yes, of the rescue yes, yes. with the hat and all that. Yeah. And then the Gryffindor sword coming yeah. out of the hat and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, was everything kind of calculated? We'll get to that when we get to book five. We'll really yeah. have to, because honestly, that's the flaw in the plan, like kind of thing. Like you really have to wonder how much did Dumbledore know? How much did he put into play? And that's where that Dumbledore theory that I said before, we're going to touch on at the end, will come on to play. I don't want to mention it now because then it will confuse us into hell. But I don't know if there's anything else before we just give our final thoughts because... Okay, I know. Lastly, lastly. It's about <laughs> your favorite Weasley. <laughs> uh, just Molly is saying to Harry that she doesn't blame him for the flying car shenanigans mm-hmm. that the boys use the flying car oh, and yes, whatnot. Yeah. And that uh, both her and Arthur had been worried about him and that they decided uh, to go to the dust list to get him if he hadn't written back to Yes, Ron. yes, yes, yeah. And, and yes, that, that's, <laughs> I love that about the Weasleys, but also... Did Dumbledore? So, can you? I'm asking the question. So, Harry had to go back to Privet Drive because of the love to thing. renew the love yeah. spell thing, thing whatnot, which he did not explain to to Harry yet. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't yet point, know. He doesn't yeah. know at this point. So, did it have to be there for a certain period of time? Because they took him like a month early before mm, they had to I know. school. I know. Do I, you remember? I don't know why. Actually, he always leaves for the summer holiday a month before. But I think we'll come across it when. 
Is it in the fourth book when Dumbledore is able to touch him and then that's when Dumbledore explains about the love? I'm not sure. But yeah, I never know. Yeah, that's true because technically... The jump, the we, How the, long the, was this? Is this supposed yeah, to be with the that's true. with the dust for that spell to continue? We'll keep that as a question, yeah. guys. Yeah. We'll keep that as you should you should note that down as a question so that we can keep it in mind. And I think just to wrap up, I love this last line when Hermione asks, "Your aunt and uncle will be proud, though, won't they?" Said Hermione as they got off the train <laughs> and joined the, the, the throng, the yes, crowd yes, thronging yes. towards the enchanted barrier. Yeah. When they hear what you did this year, uh. proud, said Harry. Are you mad? <laughs> All those times I could have died and I didn't manage it. They'll be furious. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Harry was just so. He was funny. More, yeah. He was just so funny. He was just oh, like God. I don't know. He was this whole person. Literally, I don't, I, I don't know if because in the first book that's where we're first meeting them and they have yeah, been fully yeah. developed. In the first book, this book is what that other movie tried to do with yes. all the jokes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, what do you mean? What that other movie tried to do? There's a movie where I think it's the fifth movie or something where there's a joke left, right, and center or something. Oh, and people okay, don't I think, like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the fifth movie, movie which yeah, has yeah, a lot yeah. of like comedy. Or maybe yeah. the sixth movie. One of those two. One of, one of those I think two, the fifth. Yeah, yeah we'll see, we'll see yeah, when yeah. we watch it. But, but that's true. Honestly, honestly, I think the highlight. Okay, one of the highlights for me here was just the humor and the yes, the, the comedy, comedy was in this. Gold it standard. was. Yeah, I don't remember it. It this being funny when I first read it. Yeah. JK, she's funny. JK is loved it. She's hilarious. I can't wait for us to get to more books and then just like blitz through them with all the humor. Oh my God, it's crazy. I'm excited. So, final thoughts. For me personally, another great entry into the Harry Potter series. You know, really, really looking forward to all the Easter eggs falling into place in mm-hmm. book three. Mm hmm. Loving, or oh, I loved the development of the characters, the development of the world, just generally how solid now it feels to be in Hogwarts. Like you really feel like you're part of like mm. the community. You feel protective of it, or you feel like certain people that are coming to threaten it. You're like, oh my god, what's going on? So, and I love the expansion and Voldemort in a way. His presence is being felt without even him really being there, mm. which I love because it sort of makes him this like really mysterious, enigmatic. Like his villainy is starting to grow in a very, very good way. So mm. yeah, that's my final thoughts on the series as a whole. JKR did a brilliant job once again. So your final thoughts on the series? I, I think that, that was that was, that is what I just said. Like in terms of just the humor and comedy and what you're saying, the world building mm. as well, mm. like learning about all these new places and also how the mark. The muggle side of things impacts this world. Yeah, like the hatred that drives the other side mm-hmm. for it, because that's how Voldemort gets his followers. Mm-hmm. The way mm-hmm. they're all about blood purity and whatnot. Yeah, but but Ron does mention that without the muggles, the they would have died out. They would have perished out because yeah. all these intermarriages. Yes. between the blacks. That's why there's now more half bloods than yes. they are pure yeah, bloods exactly. and stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it sounds like half bloods, even though. They're somewhat better. <laughs> They're not as blood purity. Yes, yeah. but yeah, Crazy, yeah, I mean. yeah. So, um, but I think you, you, it's it's a way of like touching on maybe sometimes when you have intercultural, interracial children. I'm not an interracial child, so if you are, please, I'm not judging anybody. But it isn't to the listeners. But in the sense that sometimes there's that identity struggle. So yes, yes. here you have Snape also not wanting his Muggle-born side to come out. It's probably more for the pure blood. Mm. Freaking Tom Riddle, mm. Voldemort is the same. Mm. Harry, not so much. He kind of 
floats in the middle kind of thing. You know, yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. But that's why I think some of the people might then fall into like a bit of identity crisis, kind of identifying with one side or not one side per se, but identifying more with the pure blood agenda than, you know, with this let's love everybody agenda that every one else who loves muggles or muggles. It's interesting both uh Harry uh Voldemort and 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 um Oh Snape. yes I'm oh like, my god I when we do oh my god the all all the muggle yes. side of things like um, women as well. Yes. Oh no actually and no abuse, no no they're not sorry. and the abuse or mistreatment that they experienced like you can see how they could have hated yes muggles and how yes. some of they're them almost like did. different yes. variations of the yes. hate. Yes. Um Voldemort the most extreme. Mm-hmm. Snape is somewhere in the middle. Harry doesn't have anything against Muggles. Like, so it's no, almost no, like no, no, no. He doesn't like his relatives. Oh Would yeah. He kill his relatives. No. No, exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. My God, when we get to the wrap up thing when we do the oh love, I love the trio of Snape, Voldemort, and Harry. It's just an interesting trio. So Wrap up, fun segment. Well, not wrap up. Sorry, I keep saying wrap up. Jesus Christ, I keep we're, we're gonna do so many wrap up. Exactly. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> by the time we finish, man, we'll be in a bubble freaking wrap. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really good. But final question before we go: What shop would you want to own in Nocturne Alley? If let's say you were ever happened to be a wizard who was down on your luck and had to own a shop in Nocturne Alley. But we don't know what many ta- shops in you Nocturne You don't know, but like, like just, just think of like dark arty type shops you'd want to own. What would you want to give to the dark art minded people out there? Because remember, dark arts, they're not inherently bad. It's just that people use them for bad reasons or bad purposes, uh-huh. I should say. You go first. I'm thinking on it. I'm just thinking, like I would want to own a shop that probably the average, like let's say, let's say, Back in the world, in the wizarding world, there was like a ban on like, you know how like back in the day, people like contraception was a big deal, right? People mm. couldn't get certain contraception. I want to be one of those sort of like a, a a flip on the wizarding wizards being jokes and stuff. I want it to be more like a just own some random ass things that are not bogging in Berks because that's too extreme, but like own some just like random knickknacky type shop that allows people to just kind of go crazy with magic but not in a bad way if that well, makes no, maybe sense maybe i would like to just i'm trying to pick the less <laughs> nefarious i know yes, even i would feel like a really less I feel like thing. maybe i would like to dress the uh people that come through like the way have you when, okay when we go through the yeah movie, yeah like, you see the way lucius Marfoy. yes yes yes, stuff, yes. Like, or you want to own like it, an alternative shop not like the like standard oh, like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like Gledrex and whatnot, the other <laughs> version of it that's in the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, anyway, I was actually I would want to own oh, you know the shop how Hagrid says, Oh, I was looking for this slug something repellent, whatever. Uh. I would I, I would love to own a shop which which I could supply wizards with those weird as plants <laughs> that you could just grow in your garden it's <laughs> a normal wizard. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe I should ask you about diagonally, but I thought that was an easy question. You would have wanted to own like a really easy no, shop. No, we did diagonally. talk about diagonally. Oh, we did remember. before. Okay, oh, no, so no, I think we, so we talked about professions. Oh, professions. Yes. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. just thought to flip it to make it more relevant to Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. But either way, I see that you're a very kind-hearted, good person. So you would not <laughs> want to be involved in any way with the dark arts. So that's it, guys, for this episode of The Story Never Ends. The podcast where we reread our favorite books and watch the adaptations. Thank you for joining us and you'll catch you next time when we watch Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Thank you, guys.